Hey everybody and welcome to episode 546 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparos, coming to you from the Adam F. Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you wanted to be the U Memorial Studio of the Airwaves, go to patreon.com slash laser time and join us at the $20 level, though I want to stress mm-hmm. you don't have to join us at the $20 level, only if you want your name to be on it. I stress that you do. Who speaks? Who dares that is join? Boo, boo Buddy Chris Antista. Currently on his third McDonald's meal in a row, desperate Ooh. to get boo buckets, <laughs> and I Gross. feel like I'm going to shit out my mouth on this program. <laughs> I was going to say, but is I... boo buckets like slang for diarrhea? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm no, shitting... those, those are the happy meals with the buckets, right? I'm oh, shitting boo buckets over here. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that could very well happen. I did not need that many nuggets, and it came with a happy meal. I don't have any children. <laughs> I have to eat that too. And <laughs> Super Matt, Super Fun, Superstars Launch Week. I work Woo! for Sega. Exciting times to be launching it's against Mario. Uh, everything. There's it's, a, it's a huge week. It's a huge week, a huge week for games. Yes, um, lots of game releases. It's almost as if it's the start of the holiday season. Ah, uh, yes. Mm-hmm. I picked a horrible time to begin Sea of Stars, which is... I think one of you or both of you play, is game of the year material. It is you very, think? very, very good. Oh yes, not to it me. Very, I, very I, good. I was waiting for the twist that never arrived, and it's fine. It's a very good one of those. What it's doing, like, but yeah, it's it's but. a very good like four of those. Is it that big? No, it just it just like every sixteen bit RPG put together, and is more beautiful and well-written than any of those ever were. So Yes, it, yeah. It, I was just bummed because, like, having played The Messenger, The Messenger does definitely have sort of a twist. And I was thinking, oh, that's going to come, and, and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, I thought, oh, this is going to try something new. And, but it is a very good, like, people compare it to Chrono Trigger, is what I always hear. Like, I, that, that's yeah, uh, I, I hoped it makes Game of the Year list so I can talk about it more. Because... I also almost finished Sonic Superstars. I am dying to play Spider-Man 2 and Super Mario Neater. And I I don't know how I'm going to find the time. I I love what I've played of Sonic Superstars, full disclosure. Matt gave us all free codes. It's not free. The price is being Matt's friend, which isn't always easy. Yeah. They were were free to you. Who's to say, you know. (laughs) Everyone else has to pay full price. But I I adore it. I I think it's super charming. It's really colorful. I love the character designs. I love the way that they animate. I love that it seems to be thematically a follow-up to Sonic Mania in that it's just like, yeah, we're we're going back to like wordless animated cutscenes that, mm-hmm. you know, tell a story but kind of simplify the way that the characters are characterized a little bit. But everything's just super cute and super fun and the and levels are surprisingly long. Yeah, hella long. Mm, like lots huge. of stuff to do. They're huge. We'll get that. In, we'll get there in the new releases. And, yes. and it's a, it's a good time because the, the, it's not Sonic's fault, but it made me angry in that it highlight. I have not had like a new 4K TV like dying in front of my eyes with a shitload of burn in and parts of the screen going out. And Sonic is such a bright, beautiful game. <laughs> I got so I this is I have to say once again patreon.com slash laser time uh, right on the heels of our announcement to charge all new users one dollar. I'm just kidding. I'm not a billionaire genius. We're so, <laughs> all we did was make an evil a season of uh, Elm Street Nightmare Evil Dead right in time for spooky season patreon.com slash laser time with bonus shows every week or so. Please give us a support. 
because there's over 100 podcasts on there. We'd appreciate it. Five bucks is what we ask. That'll get you everything. More is appreciated. Way more is ultra appreciated. <laughs> well, you know what else is right in time for spooky season? What's that? This show! Oh, uh, in right. our top five. Which, a reanimated corpse. Yeah, we're, uh, yes, a reanimated corpse is generally just in time for spooky season. It's no fun thawing them out in January. Mm-mm. So we're, we're going with our yearly tradition of doing spooky shows for the month of October. And with what seems to be a tradition this year of doing very mildly spooky shows. Because this week begins with Sonic Superstars and it ends with Mario Wonder. And to mark the advent of a new Mario game, we wanted to talk about, well, I wanted to talk about scariest moments in Mario games. And I I think it's super relevant because I I think a Western game probably would have pulled back in some areas Mario like really steered into. Like we're going to make this pensive and dreadful and weird. Mm. It's neat. It's neat because you it, like. I don't think that's anybody's takeaway that there are horrifying moments in Mario games. No, well, I mean it's it's generally a very you know it's it's a sunny and fun pleasant. Series. Yeah, it's, it's pleasant. It's Mario pleasant had, series, and you know Mario's going to fight Bowser, and then they're going to go play tennis and race go karts later. Yeah, they've been they've been slowly like rounding Bowser since his existence. Mm. Like he's going to get chubbier and cuter, and his face is going to get more swollen. Yeah, but not the fuck in this game. Number five. This is Bowser's Fury. Oh, oh this is okay. As you can yep, tell by yep. the metal in the background there. Oh. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, he gets heavy metal behind him in most of his appearances, right? It, lately. No. No, he does not. <laughs> really? I no, feel like it, he it's, does it's, lately. It's, it's always like, like a rocking, like... No, it's, like, it, it's usually like a swelling orchestral, and then occasionally with some poppy, rocky things in there. But this is like screaming metal. And mm-hmm. I... I, I, I I had suggested the uh, Lord of Lightning from Odyssey just because it's the most Dark Souls boss in a Mario game so I've ever seen. That, that was, so it random. was in a dead heat with this. But it, it lacks the foreboding of like the pleasant music dropping out, mm-hmm. the darkness taking over the skies, and the metal music kicking in. And even then, it's still it's still pretty pleasant <laughs> at yeah. that point. So, Bowser's Fury, the add-on to the remaster of Super Mario 3D World for Nintendo Switch, it's a very unique setup. It's like an open-world Mario with parts of the world that surface after you accomplish certain challenges. And all the time, like, everything is on a timer. So, out in the middle of the ocean is this turtle shell. It's Bowser's shell that's uh, basically just sitting there being coated with, like, black ooze. But it's like the size of... Fucking spaceship Earth at Epcot. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it will gradually get bigger and bigger, and then once it reaches a certain size, then y- you hear that change in the music. the The weather starts to get bad. The sky's dark, and like you said, and you know whatever you're trying to accomplish at that time is about to get completely fucked up. Yeah. Like 
oh, I was trying to climb this thing. Well, too bad. I'm going to have to dodge fireballs in a second. It's it's like the most clever way of bringing back the timer from the be- from the first Mario mm-hmm. game. Like, mm-hmm. every, if you didn't have this solved by now, it's going to get way harder. It, it it isn't that much harder, and sometimes Bowser will drop fire spikes that you can use as pillars to help you reach new areas. Oh yeah, and, and it, he can take out like the—is it the silver bricks that only mm-hmm. his fireballs can can like he can help you solve puzzles. You want but, him to be there, mm-hmm. but the well, but the so reason I wanted this added is like that, yeah, that sense of like it's a little bit like when you're going to drown in a Sonic game, right? Where yeah, you're just mm-hmm. like, oh god, here he comes, oh, oh man, shit. and you start to stress out, and you're like trying to trying to get what you're currently working on done before Bowser shows up and kind of fuck shit up because like you're then you'll having to be dodges fireballs and stuff and it's like it's, it's kind of more stressful than scary in that regard. Well, I mean that's I think that's sort of the key to scary in a Mario game. It's usually pretty pleasant to play when they like light a fire under you. Fuck, it gets really weird. <laughs> that all yeah. my all my my in my heart all the nominations I made for this category are kind of that. Uh, this is going to be hard and weird. Yeah, and you're, you're all the pleasantry of you ju- like trying to triple jump off stuff and find weird stuff. You can't do that anymore. You need to focus on a goal. You need to light up one of these lighthouses and get this Bowser the fuck away from you yep. or grab that Giga Bell. You get a cat shine and. And I just love how abruptly the music returns to normal. Like you, you light yeah. up the lighthouse. Bowser shields his eyes and goes away. And then all like the music just picks up where it left off. Basically, everything's just one hundred percent back to normal. COVID's like, over. We're all taking off our masks and uh, rubbing our bodies against <laughs> each other in public. Uh, Zelda morning music. Boom. Mm-hmm. There. Yes. <laughs> Little birds chirping but, and rupees glistening. But I love that moment when you grab the the shine and you light up the the lighthouse because it's it's like you know something out there in the darkness that comes yeah. to life and wards off the evil. Like it's it's like that moment in uh, Lord of the Rings they light all those pyres and mm-hmm. signal the blob signal the Babadook. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, it's in a the while. Babadook. Yeah, <laughs> it has to come to Rivendell. And, uh, it's coming soon to thirty twenty ten. Take a dump. I, yeah. I love this fucking game, and I I think it's kind of a shame it's available. I, I love the I, I love uh, Super Mario three D World remastered. Is that what it's called? I think so. Uh, well, it's just literally the name of the game is Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Bowser Fury. Fury. Yeah. It's not available separately, though. Yeah. So it's it's packaging the least popular 3D Mario game in with this new thing that, to me, this is a template for what... We shouldn't have a 3D Mario game every seven years. You, It's fine to release a three to ten hour game for a lower price I'll yeah. happily pay that rather than wait this fucking long to, to me this is Bowser's Fury plus Super Mario yeah, Brothers exactly. 3D land, 3D world mm-hmm. like it, it this this is what's worth the price of admission like a lot of people approach it like oh this is like a DLC add-on like no it's its own thing and it's really weird yeah. that they released it like this yeah, it's like it's like Super Mario Sunshine with this fucking horrific element. It's awesome. But I totally get why they had to, right? Because yeah. like they want I, I believe they charge full price for this game at the, it's 60 bucks and it's like It's still full price. I don't think you can get full price just for the Super Mario 3D World remaster and the Bowser's Fury portion is excellent like you guys said, but it's it's not very long all in. It's about a 
No, I, I maybe saw, a six to eight hour experience. Maybe no. I, I looked it up I'm, on YouTube. People can if you're just doing the bare minimum, it's, yeah. you can do it in less than three hours. Yeah, it's so like I, it's, I mean, it's it's shorter than Portal. <laughs> so so combining the two totally makes sense if you're trying to charge sixty dollars. It's like yeah, that makes sense. I mean, what? I, I, yeah, I played it like I play a three D Mario game. I hundred percent it, and it took me a, about ten hours to do. I can't tell because okay. the Switch clock doesn't separate it from what I played with uh, Mario three D World. Yeah, stupid. And of course, the best, like, you know, lighting the lighthouses, that's enough to keep him at bay for a while. Eventually, you are going to Bye. find the Gigabell, and this is going to happen. It is fucking yeah, cool. I, it I is love one the, of, it, it, the kaiju battles. It should be up there with amazing. one of the better Bowser battles because Bowser battles have been getting like kind of lame mm-hmm. in the last uh, decade or so. Really cool. I thought the one in um, in Odyssey was pretty epic, though. The Bowser it, it is, but that's because spoiler for that game, you become Bowser and have to do this like mad dash escape for yeah. nine mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different, but again, like fighting Bowser had been kind of like. We can't make this hard. We can't make this scary. But they do here. Yeah, um, they do. Ba- it, Bowser's like a big fire-breathing kaiju. And just seeing him like out in the distance, like towering over everything, mm-hmm. is kind of... T- it's a little bit scary. And and then, like, yeah, when you, when you become kaiju-sized yourself, and all of a sudden the entire map is just this, like, playground for you to run around in, yeah. uh, it's... It's such a weirdly liberating feeling, <laughs> like you just want to charge straight at this thing that was terrifying you mere moments ago. Yeah, and oh, can I like I, this is in my notes? So let me like rattle it off because mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with Mario games. Can't wait for Oneider. I don't know if Sea of Scars Stars will have scratched my RPG itch too much because it does all that shit really well. Um, and I played. You know, you got RP- an ointment that'll treat that RPG itch. If you know. Oh, thanks, Matt. Uh, but but, but uh, I remember people like, "What the fuck is with 3D All Stars?" And why why is none of this improved or like built upon? Nintendo doesn't normally do this, and it's only available for a limited time. What the fuck? Oh, f- what did, like five of the, the games Nintendo's releasing throughout the end of 2024 are re- like remakes, and Nintendo does really good remakes. Mm-hmm. I imagine Mario 64, Galaxy and Sunshine are going to get bigger 3D remakes and that's why that game was removed last year from the digital stores and Maybe. Uh, storefronts. It, it also just strikes me as a kind of thing that Nintendo sometimes does and it, they do. It, it but it comes from like, you know, sort of a I don't want to I'm, quite I, say Japanese, but like, on, I'm sitting on one right here. I, I know like, I, I have yeah. one too, but it's <laughs> it's like a sort of a toy maker's approach. Like we're going to put out this limited edition that's going to be available mm-hmm. only for a limited time. It's like what they did with the NES Classic, where like this is just going to be for three months, and now everyone has one, and we'll pull it off the market. <laughs> like no, it was bought up entirely by scalpers. Yeah, well, but think about it this way. I would totally play a remake version of any of those 3D Mario games. However, yeah. I would encourage Nintendo, flex whatever muscle this is. Fleshing out a concept you might not want to flesh into, like, a 40-hour experience. Maybe release one of these every couple of years. I, I ran into a kid this weekend. He's still all up in Odyssey. So I understand there's not ter- ter- a lot of incentive because kids are still playing these games. Mm-hmm. But... uh 
I, I, yeah, I wish Bowser's Fury made a new model for Nintendo and Mario games because the 3D Marios are always like my favorite games of the year. Really, I still really think good. it was just a proof of concept where it was so good they said we have to release this in some form, but and they got us to pay for it's one basically of the few things their I've asked beta. people at Nintendo like, what's the story with this? This yeah. is so such a weird thing for you to do. It doesn't make any sense. That's and, true. And, and, and there's always added modes, but like nothing like this that is a 10 hour unique gameplay. I want to say in the same engine they made whatever 3D All Stars 3D World is in, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't it, know. It all. doesn't play at all like 3D. Uh, no, it feels much more like Odyssey's engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it totally could be. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I, I, Bowser's Fury, I, I really wish was more of a harbinger of things to come, but here we sit almost two years later. And no, <laughs> no, it was not to be. Well, it's interesting you bring up Super Mario 3D All-Stars because that yeah. is where you can play our number four. Oh, So, in Super Mario Galaxy, there is a secret, I guess more of a bonus galaxy that you have to unlock that consists of one planet. Bonefin Galaxy. Bonefin's ready. Yeah, Bonefin is is absolutely ready. Uh, It is an aquatic planet, and the second you break through the surface of the water, you get to meet a gigantic skeletal shark with glowing lantern-like eyes that chases you around and you first see him through like the, the classic Jaws cam where it's just like, oh, you, yeah. you're seeing the view from inside his Man. mouth as he's as he's swimming around. So giant skeleton shark and you have to dive down to the seafloor and grab shells and, and chuck them at him. And the whole time he is surrounded by bone fins, which are like a variation on Torpedo Ted that only appear here and uh, sound like this. Like right down to the beeps that get faster as they get close to you. So they're they're homing in on you constantly while you're trying to attack this gigantic, again, I cannot stress enough, skeleton shark. Skeleton shark. Mm-hmm. In dark waters. And like, yeah, this... This is really, it's just creepy on its face, and I'm kind of surprised this isn't, you know, this isn't the subject of more people going, what the fuck was that? There, This is really making me realize how much supernatural stuff there is in yes. Super Mario game. I mean, not talking fire flowers and stuff, I'm, I'm talking mm-hmm. about just reanimated bone corpses, right? There's mm-hmm. ghosts that I... apparently are shy ghosts that don't like when you face them head on, yeah, but blues. like, I always wondered, like... I thought in Japan there's some serious taboos related to I think corpses where it's like a yes. lot of games cannot get released there like if you do anything I think like uh if you do anything to a corpse like in Dead Space you know when you like stomp on corpses and stuff mm. like that like in Japan you have to take that stuff out otherwise you will not be able to release I mean, it does seem so funny that I mean these aren't obviously real people these are I, cartoon I don't characters. I know that it's true but it, I think that stuff does get a Cero Z which is like much more serious than an M yeah. rating is over Yeah, here. It, it's basically like our what is it? What's I, our 18 plus rating for NC7 or, yeah, the Yeah, AO. It's like getting an AO, AO where, where retailers just won't carry you basically. I uh, I just like um my lady friend was trying to go to sleep and she's like I don't know why but this puts me to sleep and it was the 
fourth episode of the second season of the Netflix Unsolved Mystery series, and it all takes place in Japan. Hmm. And it's in regards to the tsunami of 2011, but it has them talking about, like, Japan's relationship to ghosts in the afterlife. And he did say, like, we use a lot of paper doors. That's the way we view death. Like, it is just a paper door. You can see through it. You can't really touch it. And they were even showing, like, they buried the tsunami victims twice because that's how much respect they had for mm. the bodies. Well, isn't that why, like, Jake Paul is banned from Japan now or one of the Paul <laughs> brothers because of that stunt he pulled in the suicide forest or whatever? Uh, it was Logan Paul. Thank you. Uh, not that I'm in the business of telling the Paul brothers apart. Uh, and I guess he wasn't actually banned from Japan. He was just he just took a lot of heat on the socials for posting a YouTube video where he found a corpse and made jokes about it, which I think was behavior that we frowned on anywhere. But then when you think of like, you know, even Tanookis have some spiritual value. Like there's always been some kind of afterlife representation in the Mario games, like since since three. Uh, like Matt was saying, Dry Bones is a hugely popular character. Skeletons feature, feature in super prominently. Mm -hmm. And a skeleton shark is is up there. I still I still when Mario takes away your ability to be as versatilely acrobatic as he is as a 3D character, mm -hmm. it sticks you underwater mm -hmm. and you are just yeah. fucked. You're fucked. Everything you can do is taken away from you, and this thing has the upper hand and the music. It, it, most of the boss, I, I didn't get to replay it, but like most of the fights you see are like, it's, it's not that long, but it's mm -hmm. still like everything in your arsenal you don't have now. <laughs> And, and in the 3D games, they actually added oxygen meters, which Mario didn't used to have. And like Super Mario Brothers, yeah. there's water levels where you're yeah. you're under there the entire time as you long as you want. You gotta look for bubbles and shit. You can also yeah. convert fucking coins to oxygen for some yeah. reason. Mm -hmm. Thank yeah, God for that. that yeah, and the whole time you're hearing this guy. It roars, just like all sharks in video games. Just like well, the, the shark that killed almost killed Michael Caine in Jaws 4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Mr. recently retired Michael Caine. It I'm is. Michael I got Caine. to use that impression I'm somewhere. I'm officially retired. So My favorite Michael Caine quote, it's, I can't do any impressions of him, but I've said this so many times. I never sold Joe's full, but I sold the house it built. <laughs> Attaboy, Michael Caine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's, this, this thing is impossible on, you know, a, a several different levels. Like, okay, number one, yes, reanimated dead shark. But also... Sharks don't have skeletons; they just have cartilage, and they don't roar. They have skulls and, and, a, and a backbone. Yeah, don't they have like jaw. I mean, we've all been to like aquariums where they have the huge shark uh, jawbone with the teeth yeah. up on the wall. Did, you, a, did, did you ever see that video of the shark swallowing a GoPro? No, that was the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen because, like, it's inside the shark. Inside the shark, I'm thinking like, there's a delicate ecosystem in there that must maintain its homeostasis it's a garbage bag with gills like it is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, like why are you eating like this and so wh why what do you like this you, sharks what do oh. you think you're gonna see fucking geppetto and pinocchio yes. with like a robo say, why is there a <laughs> no. puppet on a raft i thought i was gonna see like some kind of a digestive system like that you could see through his gills inside of him like mm -hmm. what the fuck is this why do you eat like this there have been a record number of shark attacks in Florida. I hate shark. It's one of the few animals, like, I'd be okay if they left the planet. Uh, I like swimming in the ocean. It's one of my favorite things to do. Why can't they just leave us alone? <laughs> why I do would, you have to look so much like seals? Why? What if I just brought meat? 
and, and here. And they'd associate you with the meat. Yeah, but then like, it was eat. coming off of you and like, oh, more an of this. Animal. Place. Where's Cody Laveau? They shouldn't have to eat all all this time, and especially <laughs> they don't have like. Think of our stomachs and the, the, the delicate mm. intestines and the the sopping up of the with the uh, the stomach acid. Like it didn't look like there was any of that inside the shark. It looked like a Halloween costume, but it was a shark. Jesus. You know Ugh, the secret to how sharks. they made this less scary in Mario. The scariest thing about a real-life shark is its fucking dead eyes. Yeah. Once you remove those eyes and replace it with Dollar's lanterns, eye. way less scary. Like, shark eyes are one of the scariest things in nature because it's like, this thing doesn't give a fuck. It's not thinking. It's literally just a digestive yeah. system that swims up to its next meal, and that's it. It, it has the same eyes of the Lumas in the game. Kind of. Buttons. Little yeah. tiny buttons. And, tiny and, and, buttons. And I, I don't even... This is a... Super thing to bring up, but like, uh, this is a secret bot or like a, a it's not, it's, it's, it's not like a main a, path, it's like a bonus world. Yeah, it's off the main path. I think you have to have like 55 stars to get to it. He's he's uh, Kingfin is on the key art for the game, and I know I don't know really? if a lot of people see key art anymore, but that was something that existed back when we were in the games press. I mean, that's the cover of your game, mm-hmm. no, not not necessarily. They used to release different art. Oh, you mean the wide. The wide no, not even the wide art. It looks like the box. It definitely wasn't the box because we all know that you are Mr. Gay. <laughs> and um, the the key art, I can send it to you guys. He's up there on the left. So like, oh he, yeah, no, I see it. I, see I it. inadvertently saw him thousands of times, but I did work in the games press and was in the, that assets folder a lot. Yeah, it's a it's like a poster showing all the bosses. And, and it's yes. beautiful. It's be, it should have been the box art. Yeah, oh, man. it might have been in Japan. That it might have been. Rather than calling me Mr. Gay. <laughs> Do people understand what that, that reference means? That it's, it's, Dude, it's bro. The, where the stars were. In... Look up Mario Galaxy box art and look where they put the stars, man. Mm-hmm. It spells you are Mr. Gay. It, they did it on purpose, man. Maybe. They did it on purpose. <laughs> be a weird thing to do on purpose. But let's stick with this aquatic theme. Number four. Oh, gross. That is from the Super Mario 64 DS version of this creature, because in the original, it did not make any roaring noises. Mm. This is in in Jolly Roger Bay. Jolly Roger Bay. There is a gigantic eel, also known as the Unagi, or more recently as the Maw-Ray, like M-A-W hyphen Ray. Oh, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And uh, it is... In in Super Mario sixty four, it is a terrifying but uh, non aggressive eel that uh, it lives first in the, uh, the the sunken ship at the bottom of Jolly Roger Bay, and you need to like entice it out so you can go in the window that it's guarding and explore the ship from inside, and then later on it just kind of hangs out in the wall of the cove or swims around freely. It's got and a there's thing like, in its tail. Yeah, it's got a star that you need to grab. But by the way, I, ha- I have a, I have a song all about this level. You guys ready? Uh-huh. When you run from an eel and make Martinette squeal, that's a moray. <laughs> I'm suing on behalf of the estate of Dino Martin, <laughs> or whatever his real last name was. Martinet. No. <laughs> Um, this this is, I think, at the top of a lot of people's 
like scary Mario moments. Like, oh god, that fucking eel! I thought it was gonna come after me and eat me. Yeah, and it eels doesn't suck, man. By the way, eels. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen one in real life, dude? I hate snakes, so I can't like, even like imagine, not man. not in a, at a sushi at aquariums, restaurant. Yeah. So like one time I was in Hawaii in Maui, and there were two eels near the rocks, like near the shoreline, that oh, had popped no. their head above water, and I'm oh, like, what no. the fuck is this little mermaid? Like, are they are they flotsam <laughs> 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 and jetsam? Is Ursula sending her people to come find us? Like, they looked terrifying. They are some of the scariest fucking things in Don't nature, like and all. like. Once oh. they latch on you with their bite and stuff like that, like they are brutal, vicious things that you do not want to come across in the and water. And the electric like, ones all. really do carry electricity. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. No, till the the, yeah. the last Jackass movie, <laughs> it, can, it can go through your body and through another body. Yeah. And wolf eels, absolutely terrifying just to look at. And, and wolf there are, eels. Yeah, there are videos of people picking them up and like. Uh, I think there's there's a video that was going around with a guy like saying this got caught in our net and like ate most of our crabs, uh, so we have to toss it back. But first, watch what it does to oh. this lobster, and it just it just like pulverizes a lobster with its jaws and then tries to bite the guy. They're all awful. Yeah. They are all oh. awful. They're all awful. But this one is okay. It like it it at least they didn't make it aggressive. I think in 64 DS they make it aggressive. And from from there on out, every appearance of this thing is fucking lethal. They appear in New Super Mario Brothers, also on DS. But there's, like, a gigantic one that will follow along behind you and just, like, smash everything. It's it's just one of those, like, moving walls of destruction that you have to stay ahead of, basically. But it sounds like this. That swimming noise that gets louder and softer, that's it. Like, getting close to, like, woof, woof, woof. I don't care. I might be more afraid of eels than I am. Sh- I never, because I, I am very much afraid of snakes, and I've seen a ton of them. Mm. I've seen very few sharks. Eels. E- snake sharks? I don't like this at all, God. <laughs> Where are you? They really what are, are you snake doing? sharks, yeah. Good what are you doing? Yeah. I hate this. And I, oh my god, of course there's an evolution of eels in Mario games of, on YouTube. Of course. And uh, <laughs> yeah, and they, they came back in Odyssey as these, these awful snapping things. Like you can sort of hear a snap there. That's the eel snapping its jaws. So they they hang out in in holes and they they have like two behaviors. Either they're like piston columns that shoot out from their holes and smash into the opposing wall, or they'll just like come out and snap at you and, and withdraw and like it's just on a little periodic timer. Thing. At, at least in Mario Kart, they're just something you drive on. <laughs> Good. That's Good. what they deserve. That's what also, they uh, in one of my games of the year this year, eels still suck in the- Dave the Diver. Like, mm-hmm. eels are no bueno yeah. in most videos. Yeah, that's games. what it, I, I just played the demo out now on Switch. Nice. And uh, I, I was I, I got instant Mario 64 vibes from that fucking eel. Oh, wow, okay. It even, it even is stuck in the wall. It has spots on it. It looks just the, the exact same. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stick with 64 for uh, oh, something that makes it to the top of a lot of people's lists. Number two. Wow. 
Any guesses as to what that is? That is a I killer see- piano. Yeah. <laughs> it is the fucking piano, which I think the whole level of Boo, Man- uh, Boo Mansion, what mm. is it, is unnerving. Like how it just drops out all sound. And mm. it, it, they do this in Bow- Bowser's Fury, actually. Like every sound effect has an, a creepy, void-laden echo on it. Don't mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. But the fucking piano, that is the one thing that it, it can hurt you. It has a thing under it that you need. Yeah. And it, it's it's completely vicious out of nowhere. Like, I, I played the game so many millions of times, I know where it is and I know how to trigger it. But when I didn't, ugh, ugh, it's cruel. It's a cruel yeah, thing no, to have in a Mario No game. one's expecting a fucking mimic in a Mario game, <laughs> <Yeah>. basically. <laughs> so, yes, it's in Big Boo's Haunt. It's called Mad Piano, just for the record, and it's hiding a red coin. You have to skirt around it, and it will come to life. It will start chomping at you with big, nasty teeth, and it is in both versions of this game. There it is, attacking Luigi. That's got to be the DS version. Oh, yeah, you can tell by the fact that it sounds like shit. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> I mean, they all do. Yeah, I mean, GBA and DS have a certain sound quality when it's replayed on other devices. It's a little tinny. Yeah, I mean, they, they always included a headphone jack, but in the manual, it's like, we, we encourage you not to use this. <laughs> Turn it down as low as you can. The more interference, the better. <laughs> yes, yes. Put sausages in your ears before applying <laughs> Bose headphones. So, yeah, this... Uh, by the way, I did that the other day. I was on a plane, and I, I used the earplugs they gave me, mm-hmm. like to you know, on the plane, like to fall asleep. <laughs> but I forgot I had them in, and I put my headphones on to watch a movie. And I, I was like, "Why is this movie so damn quiet?" <laughs> and I realized, like, fucking like idiot. I was like, "Oh, I left hey, my earplugs." Hey, stewardess, in. my copy of an extremely goofy movie doesn't have any audio. In it. <laughs> What's happening here? <laughs> How did you know what I was watching? I didn't even tell you. It's, what it's else the would superior. It, it's either that or Blackbeard's Ghost. It's a 50-50 chance. <laughs> God, I, w- I need to download that on my iPhone. You're, you're wow. It's true. It's true. Peter Houston off the man said, oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, there's not much to say about the oh, piano. Diva. Other than that, like, it's one of the few instances of an actual jump scare in a Mario game where yes. it's yeah, yeah. something you're not expecting. It comes to life. It will chase you relentlessly throughout the room until you leave. There uh, are a ton panting. of haunted houses in the Mario series at the point 64 came out in 96. But yeah. the was anybody ever scared by anything Never that occurred? Scared. No, in no. There's, there's a Mar- no, there's no Mario scares. World haunted house. No, you're just being introduced no. to the booze. This whole the whole area has a perfect haunted house vibe. Mm-hmm. And just like where is everything? Oh my god! Why are there just bugs and ghosts? And uh, this took the cake for me. God yeah. damn it! It kind of feels like something more more like out of a Zelda games, just sort of mm-hmm. creepy and weird. And uh, yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. at all like, in line with Mario. I can't even go back to the time I first played it. I, I instinctually know there's a red coin underneath that fucking piano, mm-hmm. but you have to trigger it. But there is. There's no reason to go anywhere near that thing, and it go moves so slow. It's not really it, you're not really in jeopardy. But if you're trying to get all the red coins, and you have no guide. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, would that have been the last one I found? Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, it's eerie. But you know what else is really fucking eerie? Number one. Oh hell yeah! 
All right, what the fuck is this? Fanto. Mm-hmm. Fantos from uh, Super Mario Two. Mm-hmm. And did we did we lump in the other thing that was so similar to this? Yeah, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. But okay. first, there's actual TV evidence that this thing existed and was terrifying. Fucking Toad, mm. I, got, I, got, I nailed it to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. And again, one of my favorite things about this is half the canon of the show is crystallizing Super Mario 2, which on the internet yes. in years to come would be the redheaded stepchild of the Mario series. But like, there were two fucking Mario games when that show came out. It made it seem really important. Fanto, baby. Yeah. So Fanto doesn't seem that scary on its surface it is a yes, it does it's a well it's a mask that stays it's, it, it's only activated once you grab a key and what makes it especially creepy is that like it's the only enemy that will follow you through doors through different areas of the stage until mm-hmm. you either uh drop the key or die and what's another word for that michael uh stalker it haunt you. It uh, will it fucking will haunt, haunt you. you. Yeah. And 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 it's it is a creepy mask. It is a horror device. If you look at the art in the manual of the thing, it looks horrible. It looks like a die Jason mask. I do mm. have to laugh though that in the cartoon, like they clearly didn't get the right style guide because it looks more like a lucha mask. Yeah, than, like, <laughs> yeah, actual, it does. Like in the game, it's more like a Japanese kabuki style mask thing, where like, but it's like fucking full on like. Oh, there's Rey Mysterio chasing after yeah. Mario in the cartoon. <laughs> and then I think it appears in like a, a jury of Bowser's minions later on, which really takes away the mystique. But yeah, it's just making its debut in the Ten Koopa Mandments. God <laughs> damn it! Did we have so few culture cultural things yeah, to pull the, from the when you're making entertainment? Koopa Mandments, which if you watch that episode, it's just like. Mario literally parts the Red Sea. This is not just a movie to parody. This is actual, like a biblical story. Uh, and is this is it wasn't mode seven, but didn't like if it beat you, it sort of flies toward the screen, right? Almost like in an early well, that that is mode. in Super Mario Advance. So yeah, okay. they and and yeah, the, if I may. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the presentation is totally different in that, like, you enter that room, and in addition to the little Fanto masks, one of which is going to come alive and chase you, there is a gigantic mask that makes up the background layer, and when you take the key, its eyes glow, and you hear this. Yeah. So there's that element that comes in, and uh, it starts chasing you. And when you either drop the key or die, then yeah, it it scales and gets bigger and seems to fly toward the camera briefly. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think one of the reasons these things are scary they're, on their servers, they're not so scary, it's just like any other Mario enemy. But it's the fact that they're indestructible. Yeah. Like you can't yes. really kill them. And if you have like a star thing and manage to kill them, one immediately comes back to replace mm-hmm. it. Where it's just like. It's it's scary because it's like this thing is going to keep chasing me until I get rid of the thing it doesn't want me to have, which is that key. Yep. And, and so it's it's more of that little. Mm-hmm. What is that? Uh, it follows. It's like an yeah, it follows. It's, it's, it follows. It's it's just well, it's just a relentless 
Stalker. It's everybody I ever had sex with. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's a metaphor for an STD or a possibly death. I'm making them wear this mask. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like I'm a mama. <laughs> Big black dress. Uh, my mama was a phantom of the opera. <laughs> like, uh, but again, it goes back to my thesis of like anything that makes you play Mario differently. Yeah, Mario is a, always is, kind of. It, remember, it wasn't just like a, a, a monumental side scroller. Being able to go back of back and forth, you can approach enemies and like, how do I figure this out? You can't do that when the Phantos is chasing you. Mm-hmm. You can't. There's no time to negotiate or explore. Yeah. You'd better know where you're going with that fucking key. Yeah. It it takes all of the abilities you've learned and the way you navigate Mario games away from you. It handicaps you. Mm -hmm. And and, and that's why it's so fucking terrifying. I remember hating it as a kid. I fucking hated hated it. it I haunt it now. I dreaded those bits. I think it's a relentless pursuit of Mario is why I suggested an entry that I think, Michael, we we said we'd combine with this one because it it serves a similar purpose. Which well, did you have a sound for this I, guy? I do, but I, I, I have a sound, one more sound for Fanto first. So they oh, brought okay. him back for Super Mario Maker 2. Oh, shit. And he sounded like this. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> so he gets a laugh now. They also brought this guy back for Super Mario Maker 2. That is the only time the angry sun which is what you suggested has made a has made any sound in mm-hmm. a Mario game. Angry Sun was introduced in Super Mario Brothers 3 and followed similar attack patterns to the the Phantos. It would like mm-hmm. yeah. swirl around in the air and then just like dive bomb you and come back mm-hmm. up. Uh, you you could, could like jump over them if you time it, to jump correctly. Yeah. I know now it's super easy to dodge, but when you have yeah. limited lives and can well, yeah, yeah, it didn't continue. But, so but in, like, in Mario three, it's, I think doesn't it serve the purpose like hurry the fuck on, like yeah. just get, you yeah. know, it's it's but basically like an artificial timer. It, it also just like it just sits there in the sky like a normal ass sun for a while, and and you're not expecting it to suddenly come to life and attack you. That's what makes it interesting and spooky. I think if you have an invincibility star, you can just knock it out when it comes after yeah. you, so you can kill the sun fantastic idea in when they they brought it back for mario maker 2 they had to add a new look like a redesign for it for super mario brothers uh those teletubbies lawyers don't fuck around (laughs) the the new sun is absolutely weird like i don't know if you guys have seen this thing it does not look angry it has Wide staring eyes and a long nose and just sort of what? just sort of a, a slight grimace. It just looks sort of dissatisfied, like yeah, it's it looks, staring it looks at like you. Looks like kind of Aztec. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's sort of South American, Mesoamerican influenced, mm-hmm. but it's just sort of weird looking. It does not change its expression. It kind of looks like Squidward, maybe. It just makes that weird noise and charges you. Conversely, like, uh, makes you play Mario mm-hmm. like a Sonic game without yep. the buffer yeah. of the rings. Just keep running, and, man. Yeah, go, like, get it out of here as fast as you can. Mm-hmm. He also, uh, by the way, it did appear in the some cartoons with Mario and Luigi. Oh, did thank it? God. Yeah. It looks very, very, uh, like, 
Well, it looks a little bit like Cuphead, like a Cuphead enemy when you see mm-hmm. it in there, you know? Oh, man. I hope Gilbert Godfrey played him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very angry at you for running around in my desert. All those vegetables you throw, you wouldn't have them without me. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not going to do a good Gilbert. You guys already did it. You're mm-hmm. It's super absorbent. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> going to incinerate you. Uh, anyway, so that is our top five yeah, baby. scariest Mario uh, moments. A bit short because, hey, you wouldn't expect that many scares from Mario game, of course. But also, we got a shit ton of new releases oh, to talk God, about. Ever. Dude. So we're going to take a little break, and when we get back, we're going to dive right into those, so stay tuned. Get scratching. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. The 1980s were the golden age of mean hard R comedies. I think I was remembering my sanitized commercial television viewings because, like, Beverly D'Angelo's naked for, like, no I, reason, and I totally forgot I about that. I had forgotten all about that. Because yeah. th- that shocked me, too. I was like, wait a minute. she We see her boobies a couple of times. I don't remember that. This might be a fact. This is the fourth National Lampoon movie? I yes. was shocked to find that out because there's two I have never seen or heard of it, between Animal yeah, House. Two that are kind of lost. One of them's called uh, National Lampoon Goes to the Movies. And Class then, Reunion. Hmm, Class Reunion. Yeah, that's right. I think this is the last movie that where it's clearly defined, like, Harold Ramis is involved in this in some way. Like, we have some DNA of people who yeah. worked in National Lampoon magazine. Mm-hmm. And now it's just kind of like anything goes. Now well, it's kind it, of like that's... stoner frat comedies, but not always. They, it's really they, the company doesn't exist, and they sold the I name. Don't... To put on shitty movies that are like already being made, I believe, and they just okay. they'll affix the National Lampoons. I guess the R is for the, the magazine's reputation itself. It was pretty hmm. fucking edgy for for its time. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on patreon.com slash laser time. And welcome back to our second segment where we've got a lot. A lot of stuff to chew on, so we're not going to waste any time making jokes before I hit the button. And instead, I am just going to hit the button that tells us that this section is... Sonic Superstars is out at last. Superstarring Sonic. Yeah! Fang is back, baby. This is my game. This is my uh-huh. game. Uh, yeah, just so, again, big caveat up front. I work for Sega. I work on this game. So take what I say with a grain of salt. Yeah, I get these guys a code, which obviously clearly influenced their opinion of the game. Yes. So take what they say. Yeah, you know what? Just don't listen to us. I can be bought off minutes. very easily. <laughs> you know, I, I have a ton of Sonic stuff in my house. I am currently wearing my orange Tails 
watch band because Love it. Love ta- it. Tails has been my avatar for a long time. I'm a big Sonic always makes me happy, and that's I'm glad I don't review things because I just want to make a sentence like I never stopped smiling, like because just new stuff kept happening in Sonic Superstars, and the cutscenes are cute. And the new stuff is cute, and the bonus levels are abundant and fun. And mm, oh yeah, there's a, there are so many bonus levels. It's like really there, there's portals all around this thing, and it, and some mm-hmm. of them take you to you know get your chaos emeralds, and some of them take you to be like, hey, just get a bunch of rings. You're just going to be flying through the sky, grabbing as many rings as you can. And uh, the most interesting, I, I really want to say, like I think it's the most interesting 2D Sonic evolution in quite some time. Yeah, we should we should cover it. This is a classic Sonic game. Uh, updated with new graphics, classic and, and style, completely it is a new, new it's, game. Yeah, it's it's it is a brand new game, all new stuff in there in, in the classic Sonic 2D platforming style, so side scrolling 2D. Um, and of course, because it's built in 3D, it, it does some cool little tricks where you can go in and out of the background occasionally and and stuff like that, or even like you know maybe some of Sonic's friends will pop up in those backgrounds. And but the 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 like I consider myself, I, I think like I'm in the bottom. 10% of the most obsessed Sonic fan. I don't care about Chaos Emeralds at all. No. And and, and never have. I just know Obama chuckled about them at one point. It, but like it, this actually gives meaning to Chaos Emeralds and a yeah, reason to collect emerald, them. Yeah, because there's new Emerald powers. that yeah. Once yeah. you grab a Chaos Emerald, like it'll, it'll boot up a little tutorial for you like tied to that power. Like I think the f- first one I got was Avatar. Which is the thing that makes you mm-hmm. produce like a hundred versions of yourself that run across the screen. If you've mm-hmm. seen any of the trailers, you've probably seen this power, but it's it's awesome. It, like, use it in boss battles, and you can pretty much you know get through uh, one of the phases of that boss battle. Just Become liquid, have... survive underwater. Uh... There's the liquid thing where you can uh, you can swim up waterfalls, survive underwater without the whole crazy. bubble countdown. There's it's... The dash, there's a bunch of them. There's one that lets you see hidden stuff in the environment. Mm-hmm. So are they are they unmissable or it, it like can't like the first couple ones that I found like okay this is really big and obvious right in my way I couldn't just pass this by so I will get that power. Well, they are they are missable and even like it's a typical Sonic bonus stage where like if you don't get that KS Emerald you're not going back. Mm. Um, and so the game, because of that, like it is designed to be like you can get through the entire game never using one of the emerald powers. Mm-hmm. But because it's a Sonic game, it's like yeah, there's a mainline path through every level, but then there's like there's hidden stuff and stuff that you're probably going to need like an emerald power to to reach or to get to or, or that sort of thing, right? So like to fully explore the levels, which as we were saying at the beginning of the show, Best. these are massive Sonic levels, both yes. wide and tall. Like it's just ten, sometimes ten minutes, I go ten minutes minimum, mm-hmm. not counting that, the bonus that, stage. That's stuff. even if you just play it like me and just charge to the right nonstop. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've never been an exploration Sonic player. I've always been a speed Sonic player. Mm. Well, and and so yeah, but the Emerald powers can they can help make things easier. They can help find hidden stuff in the levels. Um, but it is designed so that, like, you know, if you're playing with a kid and they maybe can't, they, they don't find the big ring to warp to get the emerald, or, or they, they don't beat that bonus level where you actually have to kind of chase down. It's like in previous Sonic games where they had, would have those little 3D levels of, like, hey, get the alien. Like, chase down the mm-hmm. alien, the UFO thing. It's like you have to chase chase down the Chaos Emerald and get it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't get it, it's not like, oh, man, I can't finish the game now. It's very much just like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, just keep trying. Go back to that. Because you can also replay levels at any time because there is a world map 
Yep. Um, which is beautiful, by the way. It reminds me mm-hmm. a lot of the Generations world map where you kind of, you know... So like the only time team. I got all the Chaos Emeralds was one or two through cheating, and it just, like, you unlock Supersonic, like, you... You have to be so good at this game to, to get those emeralds in the first place. You don't need this power. So I just never bothered with it ever again. I mean, the the other thing... So this game, in addition to the emerald powers and stuff, it has... There's other, like, collectibles that give it replayability. So, like, certain levels have these little fruits, like, that are mm-hmm. kind of hidden. Like, they're, they're pretty hard to get. And those will unlock special levels within each zone. There's also, in some zones, there's some levels that are, like, designed just for certain characters. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm, I'm in just this Sonic zone, yeah. the Sonic I, level of this zone. I, I had a moment like that where I was like, I'm playing as Sonic. Why did it suddenly switch to Amy? Oh, because only Amy would do this story-related thing that happens Because Amy level. has a hammer to whack the shit out of that fruit, Michael. That's why yeah, you had to That's do true. That. And, and also, she has a kind heart. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, well, anyway, we should mention, so yeah, not only can you play through the game as Sonic, you can play through as any of the four main characters, and for the first time ever in a Sonic game, uh, you can play the game four-player co-op, up to four-player mm-hmm. co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, in addition to that, so that's local co-op, there is a battle mode, which you can play locally or online, so there's like PvP in a Sonic game, which is like, what? Crazy. This isn't Sonic the Fighters. But, there, you know, it's, it's there's like little fun mini-games where it's like, one of them you race, one of them you're trying to collect these stars, and so it just adds a nice little variety to the game, and, and the again, this game has full of, it's full of collectibles for replayability, so you, you get like the, the badges, or the, co- the like the big coin looking things, right? The medallions. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, you use those medallions to buy parts for your robot avatars in that PvP mode, and so you can, mm-hmm. you can make them look really cool, although you guys, I think you got the deluxe edition of the game, so you get, there's like a Metal Sonic skin that you could equip right out. I'm still unlocking colors, and it, it, I don't know, it, it's, it, yeah, I think it's the most, it's gonna be so hard to classify from here on out, this is a 3D, 2D game, <laughs> but it's, sure. The two, most significant. Two and a half D. Come it's on, the now. most significant evolution of the 2D Sonic formula since like Sonic CD. Well, also it's it's like somebody mentioned uh, Sonic the Fighters. This is like the first appearance of Fang the Sniper since Sonic the Fighters. Yeah. I think there's a whole video about Fang that we we kind of partnered with someone that gives you the I history that. of that character. If you don't have a Game Gear, you might not know Fang at all. Right. Right. I mean, he's from Sonic Triple Trouble, and in oh, okay. a couple other places, he's been in the comics over the years. Usually, we kind of use him as like a fun little Easter egg, where there'll be like a wanted poster of Fang, and people will be like, "Ah, I know who that he is." He was in Mania, like that, yeah. But I, I, I don't know the Game Gear games that well, so I went and looked at that, and just Fang is a purple fox with a fedora. Thank you. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. We also have a, a video we posted to our YouTube channel that's one of the Tales tubes where. They explain why Fang has had so many names over the years, you know, so he has been um, Fang the Sniper, as Michael mentioned, and I think Knack the Weasel sometimes mm. and stuff, and it's, uh, so we, we have a reason for all that, go check that out. Yeah. But anyway, uh, I really like working on this game, it, it, um, it really, the visuals wise and stuff like that, like, I think kids are gonna love this game, so like, if you have youngins and want to play a fun little co-op uh, game with them that is... It's not that difficult to pick up and play a Sonic game. Like, here's the thing. Here, here's my one selling point. If you know how to play Sonic games from the Genesis days, where it's pretty much like one button and then your D-pad, uh, you will be able to play this game because that, mm-hmm. that's pretty much the controls other than equipping the Emerald powers and using those. Which okay, and again, I'm, o- I'm only mad because like I love it when my screen is filled with yellows, oranges, and reds. 
And those are the colors my TV is crapping out of. Oh. Uh, but and you missed yes. and you missed Prime Days. You could have gotten a, a TV at a decent sale price. If you <laughs> you would think not in Joe Biden's America. <laughs> I don't want anyone to have TVs. That's the, <laughs> come on, man. You don't need come a on, TV. man. No TVs for everyone. Read a book. Come That's on. malarkey. Come on, That's it's a bunch malarkey. of malarkey. <laughs> Who needs 4K? I don't even use 1K. <laughs> uh, tell us about Samba de Amigo Virtual Party. So we talked about Samba de Amigo earlier this year when it, it came to Loved Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fun game. It's, 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 it's what you think it is. It's Samba de Amigo. But I would say the VR version, if you have a meta VR headset... I think I was telling you guys, this is like the definitive version of that game. I, I really mm. wish more people had meta headsets because it's like, imagine Sama de Amigo, but now you're surrounded by all those crazy weird characters from the series. And, and imagine like the little Samba monkey guys right there in front of you. And like you could, you know, you reach out and touch them or whatever. But it's, it, you know what it reminds me a lot of is um, Beat Saber, but evolved with other stuff because there's like, so in the regular version or the console version of this game, like there's these mini games that'll trigger like if you hit a certain, if you shake a certain note, it'll trigger like a mini game. But in this, like they, I think they do have some special mini games just for, like there's a high five one where you gotta position your shakers in the right spot to high five people, and it's all mm-hmm. coming at you in VR. Um, so it's like take Beat Saber, but then like add a little bit more variety to the gameplay style of Beat Saber. Like imagine if Beat Saber made you pose in dance poses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it's. It's like for me, in terms of what I've played as as far as VR games experiences, it's it's sort of like a definitive I mean, VR game. It's like that's that's the unsung champion of VR is rhythm games, mm-hmm. like mm. a peripheralist rhythm rhythm game. And I haven't explored. There's there's a couple there's a few additional modes in this that are not in the console version that actually tell you like, oh, you should use your room scale VR for this because you're going to be like ducking and diving. And I've just done. Um, behind the scenes thing i really hurt my back a few weeks ago so i I just did the stationary thing to play like what do you call that mike where you have the it's just like a little circle that goes around you it's like okay you're not gonna move and you can just sit down and play guardian i think so i was just playing it like that and i did so i haven't even had a chance to try the other modes which are kind of like taking advantage of room scale so it it has a lot of cool that's what i call it I, i think this is the definitive version of that game and if you do own a meta quest headset I kind of feel like you owe it to yourself. Like you should probably pick this thing up again. I work for Sega, so take that for what it's worth. But like, but not it's on super Samba. Good. I do. I do not work on Samba. Mm-hmm. Although I mean, I had, I had did, a blast although the deluxe edition of Samba has a Sonic skin in it uh, for the console version, which Atta I think boy. these guys got as well. So. Get it in there. Cool. And Sonic Sonics. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Anyway, so that that is that is on your little Meta Meta VR headset. If you have got so a Meta, then uh, which yeah. you know. There, you can, there's several price points of metas. Yeah. It's not and, unobtainable. From and people. if you've got a meta, so I just um, uh, di- bri- digress briefly to talk about my work here for a second. Uh, yeah. So Assassin's Creed Nexus VR is coming exclusively mm. to meta headsets oh, two, two, three, and pro, I think, in November. And I put up a preview based on my PlayStation on uh, news.ubisoft.com. And I'm very impressed with, like, how versatile and flexible it is. Like, it does feel like you're an assassin, like, actually climbing around on a building and parkouring, which you can do just by, like, holding in a direction, holding a button. And then, like, 
I described a thing in in the beginning of my preview where I'm like, okay, so I'm climbing this wall and uh, there's a guard that's coming up and yelling at me on a, a nearby scaffolding. So I like reached over my back and like pulled out a crossbow and I realized like, fuck, I need my other hand to load the crossbow. But if I if I do that, I'll fall. So I threw the the uh, crossbow away, you know, and, and we'll regenerate them back later. And like reached for a throwing knife. And it's like I don't have any throwing knives, and uh, so I just like <laughs> popped out the hidden blade and like was able to like just pull back and throw myself uh, from where I was where I was hanging and just like landed on the guy blade first. It's like this is awesome. I feel like a genius. <laughs> uh, anyway, did, full disclosure: I work for Ubisoft. But no, no motion sickness from that. No. Not from me, but there are a bunch of comfort settings for people who do experience motion sickness or who don't want to just run around and who want to teleport. Instead. When did the Meta Three come out? Was that this week or this month? That's very recent. Yeah, yeah. very recent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm but, only now seeing people doing annoying Google Glass things with it, and somehow it's entertaining now, as opposed to <laughs> obtrusive and terrifying. Well, well, I noticed two things about it. Like, I thought it felt lighter, and, like, during the demo, then they told me, like, actually, it's six grams heavier. It's just balanced better. And also, like, it, the controllers don't have those little rings on them, like mm. the MetaQuest 2 does. So mm. uh, that's kind of that's kind of neat. Yeah, the, the Meta... Meta Quest Two? Is there a Quest Two, or is it just yeah, yeah. Quest Two and and Three That's is three. the one that just came out. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. And and Pro is the big one for for virtual meetings. I think <laughs> really, yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> I think that's the one I have. Yeah. Uh, Skull Island: Rise of Kong came out and is getting lambasted oh on social media. Oh boy! Uh, Why is it so hard to make a game with a big gorilla? And we, I think we did a week of streaming whatever there was of Kong games. Well, it's not that hard. It's just Ubisoft did the best version, what, almost 20 years ago? Yeah, they did. 18 and it's, years ago. Yeah. And it's like 10% Kong. It 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 is not a lot of Kong in that game. That's true. Um, yeah, it's it's mostly you're playing as um, Adrian Brody's character and shooting guns at dinosaurs, which is also it's, pretty it, cool. No, it was, it, it, because it was like before the, the... It's like a launch 360 game or launch E. Yes, and it was, it was uh, we didn't know first person was kind of going to become the default of the next generation. And mm. that game sort of like, there's not much you can do yet, but like, we're going to make this immersive and third first person. And then the Kong stuff is amazing. And Japan has made a couple weird ass fucking Kong games. Mm-hmm. Uh and just in my best Lorne Michaels, why now? <laughs> what, what, what happened with Skull Island? Did it? Which is really what? your best Mark McKinney, Lord Michaels impression, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, right. it's, it's been a few right. years since that movie. I'm not, I'm not sure. Well, like, I'm seeing now, a but... ton of merchandise on shelves huh. that, uh, like the the board game hit somewhat recently. There's there's still action figures for Skull Island. That's an old movie at this point. It is, and mm-hmm. and we got which one did we get during the pandemic? Was that actually Godzilla, Kong Godzilla. versus Kong? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Which like, I liked. Uh, I liked all of. No, those. I thought it was great. I, yeah. I think. I think most, other than the first Godzilla movie, everything has been great so far. And uh, but but it's just odd that like Godzilla. What did I say? Godzilla has made has had more games than Kong has had movies in the last fifteen years. Mm. And 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 here comes a King Kong game, and like, what the fuck, guys? Why can't we just? Just giant monkey tearing the jaws off dinosaurs mm-hmm. and then playing with it because he's a child. <laughs> and 
Yeah. I Why? Pl- I played this for a little bit, and uh, it just, it's a very straightforward brawler slash platformer. You're, you know, running around first as Kong's mother and then as Kong himself, and you're just beating the crap out of dinosaurs with punch combos and using finishing moves and then climbing some vine walls and, uh, and jumping around and, and throwing unfinished. rocks. <laughs> and very unfinished. For 40 bucks, come on. It looks... Just go look, go search for it, folks, and you'll see how it looks. How, how about that? There's nothing I can do to get to give it justice for how the visuals of this thing. It's um, it I sure just, is I, a I thing. I played, I played so many games in, in development mode, and like I'm just like, ah, that's clearly placeholder. Yeah. But then I realized, like, this is a f- release game and footage on Twitter and YouTube. Oh no! Oh, so here, no. here's how people. People are saying, people are describing it on the social meets. Um, Beast Wars. It looks like Beast Wars level oh my. of visuals. That's what people are saying. I didn't say that. Yeah. Just uh, quoting tweets I read. So. My my reaction to it is, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of fighting. Um, just punch, 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 punch. Made it to the first boss and realized after a couple minutes, like, wow, this is taking a long time to get this thing's health down. I bet this is an unwinnable fight. I'm, I bet I can win it anyway because it's not that difficult. Mm. And uh, it, it it froze uh, midway through a jump, <laughs> oh. and I just started wailing on it. And uh, then it uh, played a cutscene where it killed me anyway uh, oh, because man. I was right. It was an unwinnable fight. But, just like Sekiro, dude. Just mm-hmm. like Sekiro. Exactly. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But uh, Wizard with a Gun. Is a lot of fun. Full disclosure, we the we, sequel to Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. Is that? <laughs> Full I'm disclosure, glad someone else we, remembers that. We got uh, unsolicited codes for free for this uh, a yeah. few weeks back. So thank you. Uh, did, you, did you? There was a recent trailer. Three of the four trailers in Grindhouse now have full-length movies. Right. Wow. Is oh. Werewolf Women of the SS happening? That's so sadly not the that. one. In yeah. Nicholas Cage, if I'm judging by his biography, he'll do it. Yeah, he <laughs> played Fu Manchu. Can we? Uh, I watched is, Renfield. Is Hobo it wasn't bad again. Because I, you know how people are saying like the word homeless is offensive. Now, can we go back to hobo? Like, can we just? I mean, it's, it's never going to roll off the tongue like that. And he's probably <laughs> Rutger Howard's reappropriating the word. Didn't he pass <laughs> sure. away? I he, think did. he did. Yeah, not before did. making hobo with a shotgun. <laughs> no, hobo refers specifically to a type of itinerant worker from the 1930s. It is not oh. applicable. To unhoused people. I thought it all you needed was a handkerchief and a stick and you did, a like, bindle. They call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're you're. It means it's like a drifter. It's not uh, you know hobos work. But anyway, it's <laughs> derogatory in a different way. Uh, Wizard with a gun is yes, a fantastic yes, roguelite where uh, you are playing as a wizard and, and learning the art of gunmancy. Uh, gun uh, so basically, <laughs> your guns are magic wands, your bullets are spells, and you are. It, it begins with like the world is ending because of unbridled chaos, and you've been saddled with you need to go back in time and undo the end of the world. And each, like, you, you need to find the gears for this magic clock. Uh, and every time you add gears to it, you will rewind the world further. And uh, so you, you'll be basically just re-rolling a new instance of the world to go out and, uh, you know, blast creatures, gather magical components. Uh, it looks and plays a little bit like Don't Starve, crossed with Ooh. a roguelite shooter, 
in that like there there are survival elements there's crafting if you see a piece of furniture you have a magic spell book you can use to scan it and then you can build it back at your tower which is pretty neat um you can you can build uh better guns you can you have there's a tech tree where you can research different kinds of bullets and other spells and potions mm-hmm. and things like that it's it's kind of a blast of the two roguelites that I played this week I think it is the better um, what was the other one? The other one was uh, Hellboy Web of Word, now, which I was. I thought it was Web of Weird. I thought for I sure thought so it was too. But everyone in weird. the game pronounces it as Word, mm. and and it's because word. it is a realm of fiction spun by Scheherazade and the Norns, the the Viking Fates, and uh, Hellboy Let's... needs to. Like, it's causing spikes of supernatural activity all over the world, so Hellboy needs to venture into different realms of the word to basically beat the shit out of a bunch of monsters, uh, find a boss, and steal their magical artifact to stabilize things. And uh, what I played was like, yeah, this is a very straightforward brawler. It's fun. Um, it does get, I, I did find it kind of easy. I got through the first two worlds without dying once or really being in danger of dying at any point. Um, and it, and the, the structure really is like, uh, here and enter a big chamber that's like filled with, uh, monsters and obstacles and other things. And now like different paths open up and you follow paths to a new chamber and it's, it's just sort of that room based roguelite structure where it's like and yeah this is a dungeon that you're was, you're roaming through one one big room mm-hmm. at a time tell everybody who plays hellboy because i did not know and this is i just double checked his last role ever lance reddick yes uh, beloved lance uh, reddick who we lieutenant daniels john wicks destinies uh, <laughs> quantum breaks uh, rick and morty's horizons lance reddick alien versus role. predators uh, that's where uh, i met him kong versus godzilla the movie you just referenced. Yep. This guy's last role is in this fucking Hellboy game. God damn. Mm-hmm. Playing Hellboy. And it's like, at, at first it struck me as like, this is, like, I really want a Ron Perlman style voice. Like, somebody really world weary. But it eventually, like, yeah, he gets he gets comfortable with the role. And it's like, okay, okay this, this works now. I'm used to I this. I didn't see the David Harbour version, but I imagine that would have helped pave a stepping stone to this kind of Hellboy. Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You just you just need a big lunk who gives off like tired energy. <laughs> yes. Hellboy Hellboy is a world weary investigator uh, and that's that's what I wish I was Lavar Burton. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but but like yeah that that is another thing with this game like it very much is focused on the action side of Hellboy and I feel like the like the investigation part of Hellboy never really comes through in the games. It's all just like, yeah, he's a big thug. He beats he beats up monsters. That's yeah. what he does. I, I imagine the big rock fist comes in handy when picking up soiled condoms. And, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Do any of his like uh, crew make an appearance in this game, or is it just him? You're just able to. Play I mean, him. there's a few guys. I, I don't. I, I don't read enough of the comics to recognize them. Maybe they're from mm. the comics. Uh, Lucky is. Probably the most prominent one. Um, I've only seen the movies, so I, yeah. yeah. Is that the, Nobody the from agent? The Where's Seth MacFarlane's uh, Star Wars character? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Not in this. <laughs> I've only seen the movies. All right. 
Um, has anybody played Endless Dungeon? No, this is one of those I was putting on here. With something we can talk about next week. It's another Sega okay. release. So uh, oh, a bunch of ones that we we we, we can talk about next yeah, week because yeah. they're not out yet or we haven't gotten to them yet. Uh, so Endless Dungeon, Gargoyles Remastered. That's yeah. exciting. I'm surprised Chris isn't all over that. I do. That was that was released way. I was already masturbating. Like I, yeah. I never saw. I, I didn't see Gargoyles until years later. Gargoyles and, and, remasturbated. Got it. And I Isn't never. That Keith I never motherfucking did. David. Indeed, it is. <laughs> Candied cigarettes. Candied cigarettes. <laughs> See, what's, Keith, the, what's the setup Keith for that David joke? Would be a good Hellboy. It's it's too stupid to be evil. Too evil to be stupid. Right. Things gonna be stupid and evil. <laughs> Candied <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> He's so good. Keith David is the shit. Uh, uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed Two. Oh, that's happening. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. There's a fun bit of counter-programming, right? Because we had mm-hmm. Forza Motorsport recently, which ah, I finally did here's play. The opposite. I agree with Chris's assessment. Oh my god! You brought up the the I, like I I will never play another one of these games if they don't let me skip the practice lap. The whole point they make of you do racing, three practice laps. Yeah, three. the whole point of racing. I should have brought that up because the whole point of racing to me is adapting to oncoming obstacles and turns. Don't make me do this several times before I can qualify to then race. I hate this! <laughs> yeah, I I did not like the mandatory three practice lap thing either. But anyway, Hot, Le- Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 is the opposite. It's like, hey, that's a sim. This is super arcadey racing, which I liked the first one just fine. It was it was a decent one of those, you know? So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad it got a sequel. Yeah. Uh, super Mario Brothers Wonder... Super oh, Mario as, you're, as you're hearing this, you're yeah. probably playing that game while listening to probably. us. Probably. Mm-hmm. Or instead of listening to us, in which case, uh, we'll call you names behind your back. Nah. nah. You're, you'll get tired of the music pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the inspiration for this week's top five, of course, Super Mario Yeah, yeah but you don't want to hear non-Charles Martin name mm-hmm. doing Mario which has uh, launched, We're going to talk about that in the news. Has mm-hmm. launched a million elephant memes just in the past week alone. Uh, what are they calling true. that one thick peach? Like there was that one little yeah. video of Bowser really loving the elephant peach. Like, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. All and, he did was that, bring her more flowers. That has kicked off a wave of fan art unseen since Bowsette. He uh, brought her more flowers because because it clearly awoken yes. something within mm-hmm. Bowser. It's like this, this is what I've actually wanted the entire mm-hmm. time. Brr, sing a Lizzo song. A <laughs> 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 woman my size. Uh, Spider Man Two. Holy shit! Spider-Man. That's almost Spider-Man. upon us. Oh my god! I am so excited. I, I cannot believe all the stuff that's coming out this week. Fuck me. By the yeah. way, like this was the perfect opportunity. Yes, Spider Man Two. Or I'm sorry, Marvel's Spider Man Two. You can't call this Spider-Man? Yep. There are two no, Spider-Men in this movie. That was the name of the game. comic where Miles Morales and Peter Parker first met up. Well, Why didn't this they call is the game it that? where they meet up. And mm. uh, you play as both of them. And it looks pretty awesome. They met before. Well, but, yeah. but you didn't fight in tandem and uh, switch between them. And Jesus Christ. Excited for This it. game looks great. Looks Jesus awesome. Christ is in this game? You get yes. The yeah. He's a skin. secret third playable He's character. He's an unlockable <laughs> costume, but only with a digital deluxe pre-order. Yeah, I think he would have been against that. Christ would have been against that. Christ hated pre-orders. That's mm-hmm. why he didn't bring enough fish to the wedding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's in the Apocrypha, but absolutely not a fan of pre-orders or uh, no. you know, locking mm-hmm. stuff behind a paywall. No. No. Uh, that's why. He, that's why he changed all that wine and uh, you know all that water 
people in a group might need in the desert. Jesus, what were you thinking? <laughs> there are diabetics out here. Come on. <laughs> what were you thinking? It was a wedding, man. When was the last time you're like, you know what we need at this wedding is more water. You, mm-hmm. you don't even notice how much water you get served at a wedding. That's, That's true. true. That's true. And Mortal Kombat Onslaught? How is that pronounced? Onslaught? <laughs> it's like a Mortal Kombat RPG for mobile. Wow. And now I'm intrigued. So. Okay. I'm I'm all ears. Um, but that about does it for new releases. So there was a ton of new releases. That's a lot. Uh, good thing we couldn't talk about half of them. But uh, let's move <laughs> along to... Hey, speaking of that new Speederman game, um, that game seems is having people talking because it seems like a miracle how quickly it loads to the point where people thought that Insomniac was hiding the loads behind certain things. So apparently, in the game, uh, like like a lot modern a lot of modern games, to confirm your choice to fast travel. You have to hold the button until, like, the little ring fills in or whatever, and then mm-hmm. it'll take you. And folks were accusing them, like, aha, that's where your load is. Because the load is so fast, they're like, that is must be where they're hiding the load screen. Even if the, they were, that would be a pretty fucking fast load. I mean, it's clocking in at, like, 1.3 seconds and stuff. Like, it's super fast. But, it, it, but it's, it's, it's one of the only load times I've ever seen, like... You need to see this in a video. It needs mm-hmm. to be seen to be to be believed, and every PS5 does it. So, so Insomniac actually came out and said, "No, no, like the hold to transport thing, it's more of an accessibility issue. Like we, we're doing this so that people don't accidentally hit the button. Like it's it's to confirm right. oh, you actually want to fast travel, and they're like the load time is just that fast, which." Of course, this is a first-party title made for Sony's platform, which one of the big selling points is how fast that hard drive is, is right? The yeah, SSD. And, and, so. and, and blah, blah, blah. Like, uh, if you make a first-party game, you have access to the people who made that console, and they can tell mm-hmm. you how to best utilize that. Because I thought, yep. like, yeah, the last Spider-Man game's load times were pretty good, and, like, no, they were not. I played, <laughs> I played it on, this, a, yeah. on a PS4 Pro. I, but I was thinking of Ghost of Tsushima. Remember that shit where, like, Mm-hmm. you'd load to a different point of this gorgeous map and you'd pull out your phone and before your face could confirm your ID, it was loaded already. Like, I want to compare with um, the Spider-Man, the remaster that did come out for PS5 because those were super fast as I well. I played Miles yeah. on that, so I don't remember, but I, I just, I remember tilting the Spider-Man 3D model that loaded fast travel in the old game for like what felt like two to three minutes. It was it was the subway scenes. That's what you got with the fast travel. No, that's only if you took the subways. No, 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 no. That, that's the fast travel is it shows you the subway yeah. uh, load. Mm, it's, that's okay. how they had to load. But I want to say in the PS5 version, because that wasn't necessary, wasn't that like an option where you could turn those on or off if you wanted to see the subway cinematics? Maybe. You could, like it was that Maybe. fast. Maybe, because I, I remember they were saying, like, uh, there was some hype before the PS5 launch that was just like, it loads so fast you wouldn't even see the subway scene but ever people were saying like but the subway scene has so much charm and yeah, maybe the maybe that did leave them but see, it, like, it, it's punk. it's one of those weird things and i i am an obstinate non-pc gamer now um just that I, these are for work and i won't put any i won't will not put uh, like higher than ps4 ps5 pro money into my pc to make it run one delicious second better what PC game loads this fast? I don't if, know of it. If you're on an SSD, a lot of them do. 
They Honestly, do? Yes. Like, in less than one second? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, but I think the thing with PC that console will technically always have a little bit of the edge is, like, consoles are built just to run console games. And, like, PCs will always, even if you manage to shut down as many background services as possible, mm-hmm. there's always, like, a background service that's going to mm-hmm. take up some of that processing power and stuff, you know? like so. I, I, I think could this see... is pretty incredible, and I, I, I haven't... People are talking about it because I don't think anybody's seen fast travel work this fast. And it was already fast. And I never used it before because Spider-Man was really fast. Yeah. No, yeah. it's insane. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, it, it's exciting that like they're having to tell people, like, no, no, we could do it just that fast. But this is this is for accessibility. So good on them. Um, let's see. Boy, I got a lot of Microsoft news because basically Phil Spencer came out. After the acquisition, which we predicted would close last Friday, and it did. Um, so Microsoft officially owns Act-A-Lizard now. Mm. Um, but Spencer was out there on one of the Xbox podcasts, and he had a lot to say. So first and foremost, uh, I think <laughs> I think someone reminded Phil, hey, dude, like we own a shit ton of IP now. <laughs> because he was out there saying, like, yeah, I want our teams, our dev teams, to, like, make games for ip they're passionate about like and this is a dude who's known like he wore like a hexen shirt at xbox showcases and stuff so he's into old ip but he realized he's like well okay so now with activision we've had rare forever we have bethesda there's a lot of ips that like we should go back and explore things like the tony hawks of the world for example just to name one from Mm -hmm. the activision library the Um, lost vikings geometry wars is the only one i'm placing like Dude, just fucking do this. Like, that was synonymous with your platform anyway. We're bringing back Blackthorn, everybody. Yeah, they're good. Blackthorn yeah. 2. You mentioned Geometry Wars, because that's the perfect example. He was saying, like, Game Pass sort of enables that, where they don't need to be these huge, big AAA titles. Like, you just put it on Game Pass. And I think that happened. Remember, they did Battlefield no. a few years ago. You guys remember that? Like, I that do, happened. and that's the only rare IP they've done anything with in years. So I don't yeah. see... But here's the thing. I don't see how it gets better, but it doesn't get worse than these things being owned by Activision. That's impossible. Like, if you want a new Singularity or Spyro game, you, there's never it's there's never been a better time. Yeah. But Microsoft has so many dormant properties. What's the next Halo? What's what's the next Crackdown? Well, think of yeah, with, with Blizzard. Like he he he. I think he already said he wants to see them do something with StarCraft. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, he he went on the record saying he'd love to see a Mech Assault revival. Like so, there's there's oh, so damn. much IP that they own. It's like, all right, man, get on that shit. Yeah, yeah. you got enough developers. You, you own all like, the IP now. Get cracking. Make yeah, some go games. Yeah, chop chop. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> go for it from the company that what? didn't make anything but Forza for like two years please what could it possibly <laughs> now, now take like a year games. yeah come on let's get on that. <laughs> um, speaking of Game Pass the one thing he did mention is um, the reason that none of the Activision games will be coming to Game Pass in 2023 as you could probably imagine it has to do with all the bullshit Money. with the regulators and, peop- and it was all the government regulators and all the hoops Microsoft had to jump through to close this deal Basically, Phil was just like, yeah, we just weren't sure it was going to close this year, so we didn't start working on those games to port them to Game Pass, if you will. And so, and it's 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 so dumb to think about when did Matt? Do you even remember when this deal happened, or like when it was announced? When it was it's announced? over a year ago. It, it was over a year ago. Like, yeah. and it w- it was happening when Activision 
their brand was so toxic. Like, we should just get rid of this because we're being sued. Our co- our employees are walking out. I forgot about all that. <laughs> if they just waited it out, uh, yeah. I, I like I've totally forgotten about all that. Well, Personally, I think he, I, it is interesting to note that he's on the record now of saying. So here's his quote. The truth of the matter is that Activision Blizzard slash King, that the regulatory process took so long. And this Mm -hmm. is the interesting part. Frankly, there was a lot of uncertainty in the process up until really a week before we closed or the week of um, that when they finally came down with the decision, none of the work had been done on that on all those back catalog games to get Mm -hmm. the game pass. So it's like, okay, so this is pretty high up at Microsoft being like. We weren't really sure we could close even until the yeah. week the deal went through. So it's like, okay. Yeah, and that's why they, like most of the news stories this week were like, no dude for you. <laughs> and Yeah. Well well he he did also call out like he totally understands like remember when, when they closed the Bethesda deal? Yeah, like, it took like that a year. Week, no, no, no. He was saying like that, that there was a lot of stuff from Bethesda that did just appear like right away because they kind of had prepped that. So he acknowledged like, yeah, I get it. This is a bit of a bummer. There's not going to be anything for another few months. Yeah, anyway, but uh, nothing, if you've been okay. following this whole saga, nothing you didn't already kind Give of me Cabela Buck Hunter. I want, uh, <laughs> where's my Commander Keen? Well, one thing, speaking of the regulators, one thing he did uh, confirm that I think, again, if you've been following this, you could have called. Um, he just went, he, he went on the record to say, like, there will be 100% parity for Call of Duty between all the platforms, meaning no exclusive, like, skins betas dlc which is funny because like call of duty has had that for years like they were always in some sort of first party deal where like hey sony got that first oh xbox yeah. gets this first yep. now you know gotta so. get my kratos skin for multiplayer that other that <laughs> oh, yeah. other news story like for us like game pass is the gift that keeps on giving and it's like the best-selling game last month was starfield excluding on, on game pass yeah excluding it's game pass downloads like people were paying wow. four months of game pass for this game because they're still buying it that way like i yeah. mean yeah if you were if you, most of us aren't like pro digital but like yeah it takes people a while to like know what's up i just had a friend like man i just bought dead space and it's coming to game pass in two days like bitch you gotta know you gotta know <laughs> six well, speaking, months for speaking EA of, games. yeah speaking of stuff coming to game pass um microsoft sort of had like a surprise end of october drop where there's a lot of good games coming at the end of this october so um here's the list got f1 manager 2023 i know chris you've been you've been dying to play what? f1 not not f1 no. F1 no. manager. I'd rather die. I would rather die. I'm um, going to manage people who play F1? Fuck this shit. <laughs> well, then there's, uh, if speaking of management, there's City Management Game City Skylines 2 is oh, coming sweet. October 24th. Hey, just in time for Halloween, Dead Space, the Dead Space remake, is coming October 26th. Uh, Frog Detective, the entire mystery, don't know what that is. Uh, that game, Michael, you like Mineko's Night Market? Mineko's yeah, Night, Night Market. Yeah, Night Market. Yeah, that's coming October twenty sixth. Uh, Headbangers Rhythm Royale, which is that starring Ricky Rackman? Yes, that's an old MTV reference. You're really right. Isn't that the one with like geese or something or chickens and they're all banging their heads? Maybe. Uh, that's coming on Halloween, Pigeons. and then Jusant. Jusant. Oh, it looked fun Thirty first as well. So, and then uh, other one that 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 came uh, is a biggie for me personally. Like a Dragon Ishin is coming to Game Pass. So you get to play the old Samurai Like a Dragon game that came out earlier this year. I would only mm-hmm. like to say to a Sega employee, I keep seeing that's coming up. Oh, Like a Dragon, but I keep seeing the logo and reading it like British, isn't it? 
In it? In it? In it? In it? In it? Hey, it's like it's like a dragon in it. In it. Well, there's two. There's two like a dragon games coming. There's the the man who erased his name, and then there's Infinite Wealth, which comes next year, and that's the sequel to the one with Ichiban. Oh, interesting, isn't it? In it. In, in it. In it's, it. That's like a dragon, isn't it? I've watched too much of the boys lately. The boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at this point, let's all be honest. Let's just start calling it Ryo Gakatoku and call it a day, okay? Never. Can we just all agree to that? Okay. Please? I don't know what you're talking about. It's Yakuza Samurai game. <laughs> Ryo Gakatoku is, like is like a dragon in Japanese. It's mm-hmm. it's also the name of the developer who makes those games. Mm-hmm. So. Mm. I thought they were made by Sega. It's it's also <laughs> what Madonna's Like a Prayer is called in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> None of that's true. Uh, this this one's gonna light a fire under Chris's ass. Hey, did you hear about this Best Buy news, Chris? That is horrifying. Yeah. So Best Buy is phasing out sales of physical media starting in early 2024. Um, Alleged. So. Uh, well, no, no, no. It it was it was at first it was on a uh, kind of yeah site. Uh, let's see, Home Entertainment blog, the digital bits, and so folks are like, ah, that sounds more like a. They rumor. know their shit, and they've been around for like forty years. They know, th- yeah. But Best Buy confirmed it to Variety. Oh, they Friday. did. Yeah, they confirmed it. They confirmed it. So, oh. But I think what they went on, I was when I when I read the the confirmation, they're still gonna obviously sell stuff through this holiday, and then they did they did confirm they're gonna continue to sell physical copies of video games. So ah. it's just movies and music, no more physical media. Which, oh yeah, like every other medium that won't be represented in the in the last physical media <laughs> space. Well, folks, I don't know when the last time you went to a Best Buy was. Well, let me ask let me ask my co-host here. When was the last time you guys went to a Best Buy location? Uh, sad story. I go probably once a week, look around, and don't buy anything. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So, like, at my local Best Buys, I remember in years past, like, the glory days of Best Buy to me, you go in, and there's just the rows of, there's the, the there's CDs, there's the DVD rows, there's the Isle of Vigia games. And now when I go into a Best Buy, it's mostly big, like, appliances and hardware stuff, and, like, the media section itself that's like the smallest it's very has very the smallest small. footprint at best buy there's you know? a bigger imp- uh, footprint for the records than there are for the cds yeah. that right. is actually the reason i went into a best buy the last time because i wanted to look at a refrigerator i wanted to order in person before i ordered it which is which is like that's why retail will always exist right is someone will always want to for a big purchase like that you want to did see, you hear about you that know? like uh i think i said on another hit, podcast you hear about this uh Best Buy was flailing like uh, seven years ago, and they kept calling them the Amazon showroom. Go in here, look, yeah. look what it well, is, buy that, it on Amazon. That's what I would do. Like I would go in there and I'd look at something, and yeah. then I'd like, I want to get this, and then wait a second, look it up on Amazon. It's ten dollars cheaper on Amazon. What the fuck are they trying to pull? So what Best Buy did was start to charge. I think the, the what was confirmed is things like Google Nest. Or mm-hmm. ring doorbells or OLEDs. They have massive, like Tomorrowland esque displays <laughs> for all these products because their Best Buy is charging them to be a showroom where they where you go online and buy it at a different price. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think that worked out for 
physical media because like no one was looking at like man this one second of guardians of the galaxy looks great <laughs> i'm going to buy this on amazon like, i wonder how much it used to be like before streaming media became a thing like dvd impulse buys were a huge business like huge. yes and, and i I, re- I remember like going into costco's like what's out this week Oh man, check mm-hmm. this out. We've got to get a copy of this. Costco hasn't sold physical media other than books in like 15 years. I mean, mm-hmm. to this day, if you go into a Target, it'll be near the checkout aisle. There will be the latest DVD releases yeah. sitting there uh, right next to M&M's. Our Super Target Smarts. looked like they were dismantling the DVD aisle yesterday. <laughs> and I like I did it didn't even occur to me, but like, oh yeah, all the DVDs are gone. But like I imagine, you know, I'm I'm probably not unique in that like I've gotten to the point where if I want to watch a movie, I'll watch it streaming. If I really want to get, like, the physical edition of a movie with, like, all the extras and the commentary, then I'll get the Blu-ray. But mm-hmm. uh, most of the time, I won't bother. But, like, if I just want to see a movie, I'm not going to buy it. It's yeah. weird. I keep I keep circling like a buzzard the Across the Spider-Verse DVD. Mm-hmm. Like, this has some extra shit on it. I just know it. Yeah. Uh, but I ha- I've had the movie for months. Like, I... I but it's like the last movie I cared to like, I loved enough to want to buy. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, shit, they are a changing. And I got a buddy here who owns a prosperous record store. So physical media is alive and well. I just don't know. Like I go to the Best Buy all the time. It's next to the comic store. Mm-hmm. There is no Best Buy for comic stores. But it's awesome to be able to walk from one to the other. And I get to see the landscape of movies, TV, comics, video games, and electronics in like one tour i love it i have my headphones in listen to whatever it's awesome well i think it, it is it is telling though that like so by the way here's the quote from the best Buy person which i can't believe they're quoted to state the obvious the way we watch movies and tv shows is much different today than it was decades ago like they straight up a spokesperson said that right oh by the way like my favorite quote from a best buy employee uh, michael you may remember this when dvds would come out on the on the first tuesday they'd be like five dollars cheaper than they would be for like you know whenever they went on sale for months the Best Buy CEO called us demons, <laughs> uh, bargain hunting demons. <laughs> like <laughs> we're, we offer this promotion, and they just come in here and fucking bah, pick our bones. And like, yeah, man, that's mm-hmm. how it's always worked. That's always. what we do as consumers. That's our prerogative mm-hmm. as the people spending the money. Sorry. As I'm reading this news story, by the way, the image it has, it's someone literally buying a bunch of Just Dance games and then reaching for a copy of Sonic Frontiers, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. And like, and no one's ever talked about this. When was the last time you either of you were in a Best Buy? Uh, I just said to look at a refrigerator. <laughs> so when you went to a Best Buy, like... Uh, 10 years ago, those mm-hmm. big yellow ticket prices, like their their branding was on everything. Like Walmart. Like Walmart has the yeah. rollback well, prices, you know? No, I mean, like Best Buy, like, led with, with its prices. Like, oh, yeah, it yeah, was yeah. some some poor asshole's job to go out there and put stickers on, on were, were everything. Were they the first that was like, week. hey, every CD's 10 bucks, right? It wasn't, they, didn't they have a thing did like you, that? Did you even notice that their prices, every single one of them, from like dazed and confused on... 4K Blu-ray to LG OLED television. All of those prices now are on LEDs. Like programmable. Seriously. What are they like, fucking I, gas stations where they're just going to change the price at will? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. Yes. That is what they do now because they got rid of some asshole's job who was out there to put yellow ticket stickers on everything. 
it's it's this automated future we didn't even look at. Like every single Best Buy mm. price is a TV screen. It has been for for years. Well, I, I do think it's telling that, again, they're keeping games for now. And then I know, Michael, you can't really talk about this, but there was a Ubisoft exec. It might have been Eve who was quoted as saying, like, yes, the market share of physical continues to go down. But he believes and I and I actually am aligned with him on this one. I think it's the case. There will always be a place for physical games, at least for I the foreseeable so. future. Like, yes, the market share might be lower, but like there will always be some percentage of people who just want to buy physical games so it's not yeah. like your physical games are going to go away completely again at least within the foreseeable future you know yeah i i don't see that either because even sort of with movies if you want to gift something from someone an email sucks a thing that That's can go true. on your shelf is cool well and i love this stuff you can do with physical so again not to tout my game but like if you buy sonic superstars physical version it comes with reversible cover art where we yeah, style the reversible art to look like a 90s Sonic box. It's it's rad. It's awesome. Yeah. You can't do that on digital. You can only do that at physical. You just have like, to do more like shit that. like that. And like, uh, it, um, not to get into a longer conversation, but like every single company has taken a major hit this year with their streaming services and their theatrical movies. They used to make their money up on DVD. <laughs> you might mm-hmm. want to start focusing on that because... What else do you have? Spend more money on more serious, like, <laughs> fucking, do we need a- another Yellowstone spinoff? Or do you need, like, a collector set that people are going to care about? I think there's something to be said about consumer value perceptions of something that is a physical good versus something mm-hmm. that's digital only. Like, when we hear a movie is only coming to streaming, and I hate to sound this way, but, like, don't you guys immediately just sort of assume... In my mind, at least, it is sort of assume it might be a little bit lower quality than than one that came to theaters first and has like yeah. a DVD release. They should know? play it up. They should play it up. Like uh, you could buy this at Walmart for fifteen bucks on DVD, or you could stream it here on four K, and they never mention that. And most no. of them don't do it anyway. It's it's almost become to me at least the new direct to video is just like oh that thing just came to streaming like hmm what does that tell you about it right and that that's that sucks because there's some really quality stuff that comes just to streaming but it's totally like, totally I'm old school in that in that regard like to me like you're talking to a guy who just purchased his ticket to see the new Martin Scorsese movie in mm. theaters because mm, that's how I cannot wait that's how Mr Scorsese wants me to see it of course Scorsese wants you to come in your uh, your Versace suit. Yes, and, uh, <laughs> as far back as I can remember, I wanted to be a killer of the flower moon. <laughs> it's going to be good, man. Three and a half hours, though. Woo! Woo! Oh, DiCaprio looks like a fucking chaw-chewing moron. I cannot wait. Like, what a Woo! great thing for an Oscar winner handsome boy to do. Oh, it's um, great. It's slowly great. metamorphosing anyway, into Jesse Plemons. You can bet that that movie... <laughs> So you can bet that that movie will have a physical r- release, even if Best Buy doesn't sell it. Let's see. Last bit of news. Um, so we haven't played Mario Wonder yet, which we're so depressed because you guys are all playing it right now. Hope you're having fun. Hope you hope you really appreciate what you're able to do. All right. Hope you're having a good time. Fine. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but we now know the new voice of Mario, and it is. You guys ready for this? You ready? Mm-hmm. Drum roll. Drum roll. Both Rick and Morty's voice actor. Oh, yes. sorry. <laughs> it is Kevin. Afghani. Oh! <laughs> this 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 makes total sense. Nintendo went with a relative unknown, who I was looking at his IMDb profile, and if this is up to date, his previous credits include a 
lot of anime. So anime penguin, ah. Red Snow, he plays Spike. He's, he's dude, he's been in Genshin Impact. Mario was in Genshin Impact before and Mario. And Dragon Ball. One of and them. Dragon Ball R and R, which sure, the rest and relaxation version. It's a very that. hard mm-hmm. voice to do, and it probably mm-hmm. took Nintendo a long time to figure it out during a writers and actor strike. Mm. And there's all I could speculate away, but if you saw that that fucking awful Bandcamp situation, where you can find a bunch of our commentaries, by the way, bandcamp.lasertime.com. Uh, Epic may have purchased Bandcamp to get information to use in that federal lawsuit. What? Really? That Apple lawsuit. Yes. And then they unloaded it when they were doing layoffs. And now the, the leading way independent musicians made their money is now in jeopardy because they've laid off most of the company um, as it's been sold to somebody else. But it's it is a vague rumor that like Epic didn't want this; they just wanted the numbers so they could use that oh, in this lawsuit against Apple. And and a part of me thinks that like when were you recording this dialogue? Was it before or after the writers and actor strike? Mm-hmm. Um, did you want someone less established who wouldn't be involved in this? Sort of like how the WWE's writers aren't in the WGA because most of them have been been there for two weeks and we fired in four weeks. I mean, I imagine Nintendo has its own contracts and everything else going on, like, independent of unions or working with different unions. One would think, I don't know, voice acting is a very weird field. By the way, he also confirmed he's he's not just Mario, he is Luigi as well. So he's doing the Martin. You could do both those voices? (laughs) Oh, it's so hard. I would Uh, would say that's in the job description, probably. Like my dick. uh, Just be... (laughs) I'll tell you what I do, man. Two Mario Bros. at the same time. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. Mickey Mouse with an Italian <laughs> condescending Italian accent. That's what I'll do. Uh, everybody, every voice actor can do this voice. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Uh, be so talented. Woohoo! Yay! I'm not even trying, and I'm doing it. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, for now, they got their guy, and if if it's like Charles Martinet, this dude is now made for life. Like, he's or set for life, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, he, he can I don't just think do so. this voice for decades. So. I don't think so. I, I think they're paid peanuts with the promise of frequent peanuts. That's why I turned into Elephant Mario! Yeah, they say I don't sign a contract, and I do this nine times a year for ten <laughs> minutes, and ho hoo ho boy, woohoo! <laughs> for peanuts, that was the woohoo! I can supersize anything I want. Ha <laughs> Guess what year the new Mario was born, fellas? If you really want to get depressed, what? Twenty year of our Lord, nineteen hundred and ninety-six. Damn, that's yeah, true. He's as old as my high school diploma. During a recording, my buddy's like, ah, R.I.P. Uncle Paulie. I'm like, Tony Sirico? Paul Sorvino? The guy from Rocky? He's not dead already? He's like, he was our age in all of the Rocky movies. Like, oh, ouch. 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 Um, Well, anyways, gents, that's all the news is fit to play. All right. Let's move on to the community segment, which is always a segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week was, what real-world location do you geek out about when it appears in a game? In the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Raymond Fernandez says, uh, this is kind of a weird one. I worked in Lower Manhattan when Assassin's Creed 2 came out, and I played it so much that I started looking at buildings (laughs) with the thought that I could climb them. There is a church I would walk past every day called St. Paul's Chapel, 
which is also known as the church that stood because it was somehow not destroyed when the Twin Towers came down, even though it was literally in the shadow of them. I would fantasize about climbing it every day. When AC came out, the first thing I did, I think he means an AC3 came out, the first thing I did was look for this church, and sure enough, it's in the game because the church was built in 1766, and I geeked out because I finally got to live out this fantasy. Nice. I mean, I, I, I had the polar opposite yet dream version when I previewed AC2, I did it the only way you can in Florence and Italy. So mm, I'm playing the game while then being walked through the Domo <laughs> and Venice and it's just like all these signs, no touch. <laughs> Nobody touch this ever. Uh, do not put your scurvy little hands on this uh, or we will kill you. Yeah. And uh, I'm only saying that because like... No uh, climbing, please. Our mutual friend just sent me a picture from Firenze, Assassin's Creed 2. Like, it's the original Planet of the Apes mask. I'm like, what? Check and see if there's a boo bucket in that Florence McDonald's that's like 800,000. That's what Assassin's Creed doesn't have the balls to, to depict. The uh, Boo buckets? The fucking massive McDonald's underneath. Well, yeah. <laughs> the, like... It is like it is like a Starbucks, a bookstore, and a, a airport cafe. It is it is the biggest McDonald's I've ever seen in Florence. Okay, that did not go where I expected it to. By the no, way, quick non-video game review: McDonald's in Brazil, fucking delicious. They have like a, a patty melt burger, amazing. That's, that's it's Matt, delicious Matt, here. Matty Ace travel tip: uh, visit the McDonald's in every country you go to because there's always a little bit something special. Now, because of Matt today. introducing me to app culture, I'm trying to get a boo bucket. I got to get a Happy Meal. Do you want apple slices? Like, no, Hitler. Of course, I don't <laughs> want apples. What is wrong with you? Uh, like, you want extra fries? Like, not really, but fine. By the way, if you if if you really want them to infantilize you. They remove the skin from the apple slices, so you really feel like mommy just cut those up for you. Yeah, and I, gave you I those hate it. <laughs> and and w here's your bottled water with your Pikachu happy. I've never been so mad at Pokemon, like I'm throwing <laughs> it in the trash. This should have been a boo bucket. Oh, it sucks. But but they're lying. They've been lying to me all week. If I didn't say that, like, uh, yeah, come get your boo bucket. And like, uh, we don't have any. I'm like, I'm going, what am I going to do? Scream at you during the lunch hour rush or just take this Pokemon thing and gently throw it or pathetically eat four things of fries, <laughs> cold fries. Oh, it's been my whole life this week. It's, it's been the worst, man. Leftover McDonald's. Blech. Anyway. Uh, Matt Cody Wardell says, as a Canadian, seeing Overwatch 2's futuristic Toronto was so much fun. They got everything from the oddly shaped City Hall to the Tim Hortons ripoff <laughs> to the abundance of Asian fusion restaurants. Uh, it made me appreciate the, uh, the scouting uh, Blizz likely does to their maps. Hmm. Nice. Uh, little Got a fellow Canadian here with uh, David Gabor who says, whenever my hometown of Winnipeg gets a shout-out, which is exactly once in the game I've played, the Canada level from, Michael, can you name it? South Park, the stick of truth. There it is, <laughs> which also hilariously included Ottawa, Banff, and Vancouver, but not Toronto, because fuck Canada, as they would say in the South Park movie. Fuck mm -hmm. Canada. I recommend following... <laughs> hey, fuck uh, you, buddy. Bruce McCullough on, on Instagram because oh, yeah. he, he just posts his, like, I'll be in this town thing in bulk. Oh, hey, are you in 
Perch? <laughs> Can't wait to go to Perch. Perch, Perch Canada. I hear it's just like Toronto. Um. <laughs> On Twitter, uh, that that vast wasteland ruled by a billionaire child king. Oh, soaring over New York. Yes. Any, anybody got a dollar for a year? Did anybody got a dollar? Anybody person a dollar? This isn't profit-driven at all. Uh, we clearly have enough money to survive the next two years. Uh-huh. Uh, Soren Alenko says, is it lame to say New York City? Yeah, if kinda. so, I don't care because I got such a kick out of the division's pretty accurate hey. recreation of it going along routes I've made. It's not perfect, as when I decided to go to the Javits Center... The Javits was replaced, but with a bunch of shipping containers. What? That's where I met you, Soren. Hmm. I, 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 like, I uh, was just telling a friend about my first trip to Cal- uh, New York when I was 14. We took a train across the country from Florida to New York. When I got to, like, in terms of video games... <laughs> Oh, man, Charlotte's the biggest city I've ever seen. Oh, Philadelphia, so... So, New York blew my fucking mind and still Mm. does on a regular basis. It is probably the best location for anything where you can move fast and traverse well. A lot of tall buildings. Yeah. No, I I understand why New Yorkers have a reputation for being, you know, type A personalities. Because, like, you can get anywhere in Manhattan in roughly five minutes. I love it. Last time I was there, man, those, that, that, that subway was real broken, man. Mm. My buddy sent me to all these New York Times. Right? Yeah, there, no governor can be governor long enough to fix the rails. So they'll never get credit for it. Mm. So they don't put money into it. Yeah. And like, oh, democracy sucks. That's yeah. why you do what California does and just never build the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, you let Elon Musk entice you away with like, what if I built a tunnel for luxury cars instead of high-speed rail across the state? And they're like, it's oh, literally yes, the monorail episode from The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. hey, I got to read this next one from Please the Blue do. Ski. The Dork's Delight says, Kamarocho from the Yakuza games. Uh, mm. That's Ryu Gagatoku, please. Mm-hmm. Though technically not a real district of Tokyo, it might as well be. Uh, yeah. 80s Tokyo was a blast in Yakuza 0, and the modern day is just as fun. I've not yet had the chance to visit Tokyo, so I'll take my poly- polygonal vacations for the time being. I have good news for you, the Dork's Delight. It's not technically the name of that neighborhood, but that is a real place in Tokyo. Yeah. It's Kabukicho, Kabukicho, which is like I went there recently and took a picture of myself in front of the famous like the little arch that you see in the video games and stuff like and walking down that street. It's the street <laughs> like the one you expect it to be like that main strip where like the, you know, where everything happens. It's it's all right there. Um, it's laid out very slightly differently, but ever so slightly. It's like, no. They really just recreated that neighborhood and called it by a different name. So, like, if you do go to Tokyo, go to Kabukicho, and you will not be disappointed. Yep. Name because I'm guessing that's where the Kabuki theaters were. That is a good guess. A joke? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not a joke. <laughs> I couldn't tell. Like, does that mean it's, Kabuki Go? No, Kabuki Show. Like... No, but it, I mean, it really is an entertainment district where there's district, a lot yeah. of arcades, there's a lot of restaurants, there's a lot of clubs. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, well, th- you know. this is for another podcast, but like, uh, the reason I love going to those areas of t- Tokyo is because it looked like 
it reaffirmed all the stuff I liked from when I was a kid. Like, all the popular movies, video games, all that stuff. That's only now changing, and it, it, it stood for 40 years. So I, I'd be curious to what it looks like another 10 years. Um, really what? Hmm. You want to read Robin? I will read Robin. Robin from Blueski uh, says everybody's gone to the rapture. <laughs> well, not a real place. The 80s English country village uh, took me right back to my childhood. The phone box, the cars, the pub, the village green. The nostalgia was strong with this one. Very good game, too. And, Robin, it all was in service of the greater good. Hmm. Wonder if Robin had similar nostalgia. Really wanted for a Hot Fuzz fan to like reference the greater uh, good. How would I get that? Come on. No, so, no, I thought you would. I knew you'd. it's been years since I've seen that movie. I know your wife's a huge Timothy Dalton fan. Mm-hmm. I can smile at her like she. It happens in Hot Fuzz, and she'd be like, "Oh, you motherfucker!" I was a bigger <laughs> fan of their end of the world that was not the other end of the world that came out within six months of that movie. The World's <laughs> End, very very good movie. They, one of them. Okay, that was the best. British one. The World's End yes. was the British. Okay. What was the other one? What was the Seth Rogen movie? Okay. This is the this end. is the this end. Is the end. Yeah, and yeah. then the world's end. Yeah. All right, one is better. Than <clears> both end, great, sure. but yes, no, I wonder if great. I wonder if Untitled Goose Game uh, inspired similar nostalgia there for the oh, that's true. English countryside yeah. village. Uh, Handsome Ralph says, "I live in D.C., so I got a huge kick out of seeing how accurately it's represented in games." The Division Two did a pretty good job. The mm-hmm. other place is Edinburgh, specifically Northbridge and Cockburn Street, lol. My <laughs> wife and I travel there every other year, so it's ni- It's just nice being able to go back. Mm. Mm. Cockburn. Cockburn. Classic. Uh, Which is, like, that. That's weren't the GTA oops. guys, like, out of Edinburgh initially? Or, I think um, so, somewhere in Leeds? Scotland. I'm not sure. Like, oh. but, but, like, a, a London borough. Is where they were out of, and um, I, I, yeah, like it was, it's it was somewhere a, in Scotland. I know that it's much. not a fun news story because this happens every week because GTA fans are desperate. They've decoded the new trailer will come in on the twenty sixth. <sighs> There's no way that happens. It's like fucking Q drops or something. <laughs> I know it sucks, <laughs> it's not- but I'm but I'm but I, I want to see what they're talking about, so I'll always click on the article. Mm-hmm. All right, what, what clues do you have? Mm. It will not happen. A uh, new question of the week. What, was there ever a seemingly benign video game character or enemy that used to scare you as a kid? Um, I'll, I'll say that I was, I was scared by what's generally thought of as the first ever horror video game, survival horror, which is 3D Monster Maze for the what? Timex Sinclair computer way, way back in the day. Give me some time to Google it. <laughs> and so th- this was a, a, a game where you enter a maze and you are being stalked by a T-Rex. And you get little messages saying, like, you know, you can hear it far away. Oh, he smells you. He's on your scent. He's after you. He's coming up behind you, etc. And and so you're you're moving through this maze at a frame of at, at a rate of like roughly uh, one frame per three seconds. And uh there's there's also this freely roaming monster somewhere in the maze, and your job is just to survive as long as you can. I don't think there was even really an exit, so it was kind of bleak. But uh, the, you see this thing, and it's just it's like a, a silly cartoon T Rex. No, but in 1980, I'm looking at the 1981 version. It's yes. like it's a character that appears out of nowhere in front of your face, and mm-hmm. the only thing that's modeled is like, I'm here. 
here's my face, here's my mouth. You're dead. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of creepy, but looking at this today, I don't think this would scare anyone, really, unless it was the subject of a creepypasta, which that's a great idea you can have for free. Um, But... (laughs) Uh, yeah, like this, this used to scare the shit out of me. And, um, I, I, I guess there are probably better examples of something more benign. Like, uh, I, I don't know. The Goombas in Mario Brothers scared the shit out of me. Why not? Let's they go did that. not. You always like Portobello. You're That's a big true. fan. I, I love them. I, I put them in my omelets every week. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll still say like my biggest scare moment you mentioned recently on a show with Assassin's Creed. Mm hmm was that last character in Assassin's Creed 2, like, giving this speech to the main character, and then is like, I don't know what I'm supposed to... I do not know what I'm supposed to do. And she's like, I'm not talking to you. And she looks at the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not talking to you. And looks... And, and she's not talking to me either, but she's looking through the animus, and, like, I'm talking to whoever's looking at this. And it was so weird and so freaky. And, like, I... I honestly don't know if I'll ever pay attention to a cutscene like that again because I watch so much real horror like what can you do to me with your fucking gif blood splats you were only 20 and a half years old you were a a baby practically Jesus Christ (laughs) Jesus Christ was it when we're young was that the the thing yeah when you're you're a kid like something innocuous Oh, that means he stopped listening the first sentence I said it. <laughs> um, he knew the date. Nope, doesn't count. You're in, I'm editing out your response. <laughs> <laughs> and I will. No! Um, I don't have another one. Okay. So mine, looking back now, I think the scariest thing about this game was probably the cover art. But uh, Haunted House, the Atari 2600 oh, video game. It's this is a little bit of a cheat answer because it's not meant to be benign, but when you look at it now, it's just a floating pair of eyeballs in dark. You're rooms old enough and, to have played that. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I wasn't I I wasn't there fucking for the re- launch day party or whatever, but like you know, I, I, it was a hand me down. Just like, <laughs> wasn't I, I there at Showbiz show Pizza celebrating the release of Haunted House? <laughs> <laughs> like like my Atari was a hand me down, so I had it like kind of during the crash is when I was playing Atari games, but mm-hmm. um, and, and the game itself like is. You know, looking at it now, it's not scary at all. But as a kid, like that premise of I am this floating pair of eyes in the pitch black dark and Mm. like the enemies could be anywhere and you have to have stuff to to see the enemies, like to have a candle and stuff like that. It was scary at the time because you just don't like to be surprised to have a surprise death because like this enemy snuck up on you or whatever. But and then, of course, that cover looking at that cover art. That cover art is terrifying compared to the game. It is yeah. like this weird, like floating eyes. It's com- it's basically combining multiple pictures, you know. But it's it's uh, it's really enough. Uh, the, the, the PlayStation era had out. a lot of terrifying cover art. Like that alone, the cover art was enough to be like, I don't know if I'll ever play that. There's also a giant yeah. spider on the cover of the game. So if you have arachnophobia, right there, you're just kind of scared going in. So yeah, haunted house. It worked as intended for a young. I was probably six, five playing that game. So there you go. Can I tell you the, the, the scariest thing that happened to me today? Yes. Uh, uh, I had a dream. I don't know why. I let my ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend stay at my new house. Very nice house, by mm-hmm. the way. And I don't ask any questions like, yeah, just stay. You know, there's extra rooms. Why wouldn't I let people stay in extra rooms? I've been like that before. Um don't care about the money. Give me what you can. And then I go outside and like, how many dogs do you have? And like five dogs. 
How many cats? Seven. And I go inside, and my cat is cut from the back. And I can see her, my cat, little Figgy, bonus cat, Figaro, Mm -hmm. who you guys named on patreon.com slash laser time. I can see her heart beating through, like, all the sushi and blood. She doesn't, she's not affected. And and I'm trying to, like, hold her skin together. And, like, I woke up like, and then my mom called. And I told her about the dream, like, that's really fucked up. And, you know, it, we used to do dream interpretations on here. The scariest thing I've ever encountered was my mom never called and I never told anybody about that. But I feel like I've I've been walking around the whole day like I've explained this dream to ev- I had a dream where I explained a bad dream to everyone. Huh. And I'm. it's so off-putting. It's one of the most off-putting days I've ever fucking had. Everyone who calls me to tell you about the cat sushi... What? <laughs> the cat sushi? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, no, no. You never told me about that. Ugh. Gross. Uh, I, 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 I feel like I got incepted. And if it was any one of you listeners, mm-hmm. you better be at the $20 level. <laughs> Patreon.com slash laser. Trying to send the $20 level to incept dreams into do you, Chris's head. Do you remember ever being incepted like that? Where, like, you're... I've never described a dream in a dream to somebody. That is a first hmm. for a 43-year-old man. Hmm. Um, I definitely have done the thing where you wake up in the middle of a dream. and you uh, Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had dreams where I've been horrifically late to work, and, or, and I, or I did or said something really stupid, and then I wake up, and then I... Uh, don't notice that I fell back asleep. And so I just have dreams about like, man, I had this dream that I was like really late to work and fucked up and did this horrible thing. And then that dream actually makes me late to work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I, I hate how old we are. We're like almost mad ass kids. So it's probably Mm -hmm. different. Almost all my dreams are like, I'm at work and nobody likes me or, or like, uh, I don't have anywhere to, I don't own a home. What? What's happening? Like, like, dude, I used to be chased by murderers, and like, mm. my 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 ga- my dreams were jumping flash levels, and now <laughs> now it's like, now when it work likes me, like, who gives a shit? Mm. Take the money and run. Mm. Uh, so, what seemingly benign video game used to scare you as a kid? Let us know. Go to the official Laser Time community on Facebook. There'll be a thread there where you can answer, or ping us on Twitter or Blueski. At VG Apocalypse, and we will read the answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go out some plugs. Uh, I'm going I'm to plug threads because you never do. I never do. Threads we, is where Vid, we VG don't Apocalypse have, content thrives. We don't I spend have a more. Presence I spend on threads. way more time on threads than I do on that old app now. Matt, and you are the only human alive who has sent me a threads. Link. <laughs> Threads <laughs> that I know is no. Th- there was a thing that happened. It was sort of last week where, because of um, a policy decision on Twitter, like where he removed the headlines from news right, things yes. or whatever. Like a bunch of journalists jumped over to Threads, and like now, I'm getting the same thing I, I got out of Twitter in terms of like it is a source of news for me. Like like because all the same people I was following on Twitter for news, like I just follow on Threads. Look, and it's there, awesome. there are two social media apps worth paying attention to. One is fascinating because of how quickly it's falling apart, and that's all anyone talks about. And the other one is a refuge for people who also want to talk about how badly the other place is falling apart, but don't want to hang out there anymore because the advertisers are Nazis. Yeah, or and I, I like 
if you've never heard me say that, and it's just another, I want people to leave Twitter. But like I've always, I've always turned off notifications, and every time I have auto updates on my phone, every time it updates, it undoes that, mm-hmm. and all my updates are like Ben Shapiro and like Matt Walsh. Like, why would you? Ass- I don't follow anybody who likes any of this information. Elon thinks this will make me mad and come play on his. Well, well, play but his even play like, button. if you've watched a thing, like I've sent you a link, like check this out. And if, if you watch a thing in outrage, like I can't believe Ben Shapiro's seeing this. Like the algorithm is too dumb, or maybe it's too smart, where it knows like, oh well, Chris wants to watch more Ben Shapiro stuff, and it's like, mm-hmm. no, we don't want to watch more of this. We wanted to mock him and laugh at him for that one video. That's it. There was a game released this week called. Uh, a social media tycoon. That's <laughs> a total mm. joke on Elon Musk. I, I feel that, like Chrome should, instead of an incognito mode, should have an irony mode where you can just watch all that stuff and be like, "No, but I'm watching this ironically." Like, I don't. Yeah, don't let me touch it. My, yeah. my favorite thing is YouTube. So I consume a lot of video game related content on YouTube because of research yeah. for the show. Yeah. And at one point, it was just like, "We notice you watch a lot of video game stuff." Can we interest you in this video about why feminism is cancer? Would you like some white supremacist content? Oh, boy. I I had that with Sick of Star Wars. Like, uh, we we heard you want more Star Wars information. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I do. Ew. Like, (laughs) ew. Here's about why the Empire are the good guys in real life, too. What a sad adult virgin to make an Mm hour-long video out of this. Oh, my God. Like, uh... Oh, so awful. Hmm. And it, it, yeah, thankfully doing 30, 20, 10 this long, like the YouTube algorithm knows enough to know that I'm not doing this for fun. I'm doing this for work mm-hmm. and doesn't showcase when it does. I'm like, oh, that's weird. It's showing me a trailer from 1993. <clears throat> anyway, sorry. Uh, Twitter's awful. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody should create a thread in like the best place to go. Uh and create multiple accounts by all means, but like, figure out a way to get off. T- it, 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 all it is is an anger machine. It really a, is a misinformation anger machine. It's a machine it, for it, generating. Outrage. It only shows me people I don't like and occupy Democrats, mm-hmm. which is like the most shame, <laughs> the, the most shame based like leftist thing that there is. Just the worst. This one's gonna bring Trump down for good. Mm-hmm. He dropped a quarter in front of the judge. Oh no. Uh, Occupy uh, Democrats. Sorry. Is there anything Where else you'd plugging? like to plug? <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash laser time. New season of uh, uh, Elm Street Nightmare. All about Evil Dead. Uh, vacation. Uh, a look at the movie National Lampoon's Vacation. Maybe get a, uh, Diana's on it, but like, uh, Michael, do you have any context for National Lampoon's as a magazine? I, I, I went and read the whole article John Hughes wrote. Hmm. Um, about that became National Lampoon's Vacation, and it's nothing like the movie at all. Really? Well, it's just it's through the kids' perspective, hmm. and like, uh, you know, it's a bunch of vignettes. But like Chevy Chase, the dad is not the star; the dad is almost the enemy. Yes. Well, and, you know, things adaptations like often Chase. get changed quite a mm-hmm. bit. And you know, now Chevy Chase yeah. has become the villain. Yeah, yeah. and that's Absolutely. that's probably why he's like, "Oh, this character's too villainous. Can we make him more sympathetic? Can we make him the hero?" It's, it's why it was national news when Chevy Chase is like, "Community wasn't funny," and everyone who likes funny things were like, "This is the funniest thing that what? Like, <laughs> there's nothing funny on television other than what are you doing? The cantankerous one is right." <laughs> <laughs> 
Community is so funny, it made Chevy Chase funny again. That's how yes. funny that show yeah. is. And he's exactly like the character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My fa- my, it, I remember hearing Donald Glover on a podcast before he was Childish Gambino. And he's like, Chevy Chase is always yelling at us. Like, like I remember one time, like, uh, no one invited me to the party you were all at. Why was I invited to the party? And, like, we emailed you. He's like, that's my New York email. And he, he stormed out of the room. Jesus, <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> my New, New York, York email. email. <laughs> what an idiot. I'm not going to play long-distance charges on the other email. It's <laughs> like, what? My New York email. New York email. National <laughs> Lampoon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Patreon.com slash laser time. Five bucks will unlock hundreds of extra podcasts. Blah, blah, blah. Maybe we'll do a video game guiding again, but we all have to beat a game, which yeah. we don't always do. It's, it's, so this year is especially hard to beat any it's games really hard. because there's so many coming out. Can we talk about that for just a moment? Because, like, I know you played Sea of Stars, but I want you to go back to it. Behind mm-hmm. the scenes, Michael is like, all I want to do is play Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Because that's my favorite game of the year so far, and I don't have much time to do it with all this other game shit. I hope you guys please play Baldur's Gate three. I think that's my game of the year, and like I'm sh- I hope I'm sure. Slash, I hope I'll get to it uh, by the end. But like now, you know how it feels. Wulong denying motherfuckers. Well, no, I uh, just I just didn't like that one very much. Honestly, stop it. The of P Lies of P is very good. Wolong, I just couldn't get into past the yeah, first. Yeah, I'm not going to play Wolong until Chris starts pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> woo, 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 woo! It's that woo, 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 woo. Um, <laughs> that's only yeah. We have our, our game of the year discussion is um, coming up, and mm-hmm. we sometimes give you behind the scenes details on Patreon.com/slash Laser Time. Michael, I turned that into a plug, even though I wanted to talk about it because I'm dying to play Baldur's Gate three, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to vote for it whether I play it or not. Because I have not had this many people, young and old, text me. This is the most amazing game I've ever played. But I had the same, something similar, way less so with Sea of Stars. Hmm. And yeah. um, all right, well, really that just like went it. back on my must play list then. Yeah, I mean, hmm. I, I, all I had was what you said about it, but like, uh, yeah, it's really good, really good. Then there's also Skull Island. Yes, know. Skull Island. <laughs> rise of Kong. How, to see that? How, how does Kong rise? How, we don't yeah, know. What, who's the last JPEG revealed? We don't know. We don't know. The last <laughs> JPEG was my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> I am JPEG 66. Do it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> At least make it a GIF. Come on now. I am the JPEMPERER. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a thing? I don't, know. I, don't, I don't know. I wish we saw the website so someone could name themselves that. Japer. <laughs> All right. Hey, man. Uh, my only plug is um, if if you want me to keep my job, buy Sonic Superstars. The more the more of you that buy it, the better for me. So please do. It's it's really good. And yeah, buy every Ubisoft game ever made if you want. My but uh, do that also. Yes. There's no way. If every listener bought the game, you'd still be fired. <laughs> <laughs> every bit Medi- helps, Chris. Mm. Okay, okay. I'm taking your code back. <laughs> no, no, I'm on level level eight. I know I only have a little bit more to go. All right. Well, that has been our show. As always, you can visit us online at the official Laser Time community on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter or Blueski at VG Apocalypse, and you can do the same for me at Wikiparas. 
That's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Gonna incinerate you. Oh, yeah. hmm. file's done. Software changes are required. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the ultimate enemy, the yes. ultimate nemesis every computer user has to face. <laughs>